2: Welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for being back with us here. It is episode number 201, and it is Monday, November the 30th, 2020. We're kicking off season 21 here. As always, I'm Joe Morata. That is Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael? howdy doody. New theme song. New theme song, yes. Always the tradition every 100 episodes. Every 100 episodes. We're changing it up again, and thank you guys for being back with us here. It's the same old OVP, of course. We're going to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. We hope you enjoyed our break. We're back from a vacation last week. We toured the world in 1992. It was unbelievable. I, <laughs> I, lo- I love touring the world with Lord Alford on our break. I love finding out with the British Bulldog ate when he was a youngster. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So, that whole thing is, <laughs> is amazing. It really me. was. And folks, we hope you are having an amazing time. Hopefully you were able to have a good Thanksgiving here one way or another we're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling before we get to that remember if you want the clips there's good clips over on twitter that's at OVP Podcast. tons of clips all the clips a lot um, of clips they're they're very clippy drama free wrestling clips over on twitter at OVP Podcast. you can also email us of course at Podcast at gmail.com that is Podcast at gmail.com but quinn there still is the same place where people if they want to talk about retro wrestling to you and me and hundreds of other fanatics where is it over at facebook.com
3: slash place it's a it's a good place right so it we, is that's why they changed the site name to dot place yeah it's worse. anyway over at facebook.place there's a search bar right okay. in the search bar you type our vantage point dash wrestling podcast bing bang boom tubes gore, gork K-Flui. as you know from the glossary
2: right. what, what it all means <laughs> exactly and then you're in you that's just it hit the join button you're in and what do you do when you're there well you talk about old wrestling that's all it is but see the the point of our group is that we do it in a way where you're not being disrespectful to each other. I mean, you don't have to agree on everything. Certainly no one's going to. There's a word for that. Don't be a Dunderhead. Yeah, Dunderhead. Dunderhead is the new one there. Replace episodes. Right? Obviously, <laughs> everything's changing. It's a new era, yes. if you will. The 200 era. The 200 era. And if you want to talk about old wrestling with a bunch of other people, go to our Facebook group. Try it out. It really is a, it's a very positive place. It's fun. Sarcasm. Wit. Humor. Uh, lots Quit. of stuff on there. Wit. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Bram burgers. <laughs> yeah, Bam Burgers. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to that, <laughs> it's such a weird store. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> it was Macy's and then they bought it. They yeah. bought Burgers. Anyway, yeah. find out more about that over on our Facebook group. Also, if you like OVP, maybe you've been listening for a couple of episodes, a couple of months, maybe for a few years, and you want more of what we do. Well, we do the 1983 Canon bi-weekly. That's a whole different show. Mm-hmm. We also review every WWF pay-per-view in order. And guess what? Survivor Series is coming out this week. Goody, goody! And I heard a rumor, Quinn. Mm-hmm. There might be something the following Tuesday in Texas. They, we don't know. They're hyping it at this show. Right. They, they're point. very excited about it. We'll have to see if we can get in on that. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, if you want all the OVP extra stuff and you want to support us, we'd appreciate that. It's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. You can just check it out. $2 or $5 are the only two tiers we offer. Really worth a try at least. Uh, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But To open up this season, Quinn, we have a new opening segment, as we usually do. Always new. And this was actually suggested by a pretty longtime fan of the show, Dan Lopez. This Mm -hmm. was his idea, and he actually is going to contribute the first uh, topic. But as I said, you know, in wrestling, we've seen a lot of good things. Yeah. We've also seen things that seemed like they would have been good or Mm -hmm. seemed like they would have been successful, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And this is a new segment for this season called, What Went Wrong? (laughs)
1: Tell me, where did we go so wrong?
2: What? What is that clip? <laughs> that is a great clip. <laughs> now, <laughs> this this topic was suggested by Dan Lopez himself, and he wanted us to talk about when what went wrong when the WWF was on TBS. Oh, well, I, I could tell you right away. Go ahead. They, it sucked ass. <laughs> they, they
3: put out the worst product possible for no fucking reason. I, what was that? It was so bad. In a great time slot, too. Yeah, here's this wonderful time <laughs> right, slot. Right,
2: on Saturday night, 6.05. What happened here, Joe? What was, okay. the, what was the background on this? So Georgia Championship Wrestling had been a wrestling territory since the 40s, and it was owned by a guy named Paul Jones. Not that Paul Jones. Another one. Different Paul Jones, okay. right? Okay, and he actually wound up selling that to... Jim Barnett, my boy, in and 1974. fingers and everything. Yep, always involved Somehow in stuff. still, like, in the early 2000s, he's
3: somehow involved.
1: Wrestling is sports entertainment. That's the way it is now.
2: And Jim Barnett ran this uh, territory, a very popular territory down in Georgia. I mean, Gordon Soly was the announcer. Mm-hmm. He'd also worked in Florida.
1: Welcome to Georgia Championship Wrestling, as you can tell. We have a very excited crowd here at the WTBS Sports Arena.
2: And it aired on uh, TBS, which became a superstation. Ted Turner, obviously, owned...
1: WTBS. Let's take some time together to talk about our lives, success, and happiness. Get the hell out of here!
2: Very popular Southern wrestling. It's good stuff, don't get me wrong, it really is. Then around the end of 1983, Jim Barnett was kind of forced out, I want to say, into selling most of his shares to a couple of guys here. Jack and Jerry Briscoe. Okay. And Ole Anderson. Noted Oldie nice and man, man. Yeah, and very <laughs> Very nice. positive, uplifting guy.
1: You should have been a booker.
0: Okay, all right.
2: Not in this era.
3: You're
1: the most you're the most knowledgeable person I've talked to, almost oh. in my life. <laughs> Next time Brent calls me, I'm gonna tell him to go shut up. I don't want to talk to him anymore. I'm gonna talk to Dave Meltzer,
3: wearer of um fucking slippers or whatever. He, his shoes always look weird. Slipper connoisseur, yeah, Ollie I, Anderson. I just, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why I've just always <laughs> noticed that he's always
2: got fucking like loafers on. <laughs> so Vince McMahon, who had been expanding his reach territory-wise and also television-wise. He had already gotten on cable in late 83. He scooped up the Southwestern time slot. He had All-American Wrestling. He Mm -hmm. had a syndicated programming. He was looking for more. He happened to be on the phone with one of the Briscoe brothers and uh, offered them $900,000, not for the time slot, for their shares of GCW. Uh Very clever. Now, for the record, GCW was by 82, 83 renamed World Championship Wrestling by Jim Barnett. I see. So Vince McMahon buys the Briscoe brothers' shares of this company. He not buy the show. No, he buys the, the, the entire shares. company. Yeah. <laughs> he buy yeah, he buys their shares in the company, right? Now their shares is that most of it, right? He be- so he,
3: he's controlling. Interest. He becomes the
2: majority. Yeah. Okay, okay <laughs> so basically it's like whatever he says goes. All he's like fuck this, right? Yeah. He's a nice man. And Vince then immediately shuts down the wrestling promotion operation side of it. Well, and sp- I mean, <laughs> that's what you, you do when you buy something usually. And spe- yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. And specifically hones in on that 605 time slot on mm-hmm. TBS on Saturday nights. So on July 14th, 1984, and we've reviewed this actually, we did a live review of this a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's known as Black Saturday in the wrestling world because, you know, you're down there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And you are you want to watch your wrestling, you had a hard week at work. You're like, I want to see Ric Flair and stuff. Right, right? And the Rock and Roll Express yeah, or the Fantastics, good. maybe. And you're cracking open your Bush Light or whatever it uh-huh. is. Bush Light. Bush Light. And you're like, oh, <laughs> hey, what happened here? Who's that get, get from the north? It's a great impression, right? Yeah. Of people in the south. Thank you. And you're That's like. That's exactly what they said. <laughs> you're like. You're like, why is this guy? Who's Vince McMahon? And Freddie Miller is there, who was kind of like the sidekick to Gordon, but Gordon's not there. Right, so he's kind of there to say like, no, this is the same show, don't worry.
3: <laughs> same like, background, and yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. you know, the colorful. I can't believe they kept
2: the background. <laughs> they did. And uh, Gordon had either quit or uh, was fired in the changeover, if I had to, no one really knows, if I had to guess, I'd say he quit. Mm-hmm. Knowing mm-hmm. Gordon Soley, right. he probably just said, fuck this. Yeah, exactly,
3: he's just like, well, Continental's <laughs> yeah. around. And I got Florida, go yeah, over there. <laughs> God, I don't fucking
2: care. He, has old, he only has 16 promotions <laughs> yeah. that he can just jump right. to. He worked like everywhere anyway, yeah. right? So people are pissed, right? Because their wrestling is getting messed with. Mm-hmm. And they don't like this, because what does Vince McMahon do? You know, oh, we promise you the best in the wrestling and all that.
1: Thank you It is indeed a pleasure To be associated with WTBS And we promise to bring you The greatest in professional Wrestling entertainment In the world today
2: And it's just fucking clips Of their other shit Which again I like the WWF Don't right. get me wrong But if you are conditioned And used to For years and years This southern style of wrestling Very athletic mm-hmm. Very competitive Real life And then you see seen Fucking King Kong Bundy Or he wasn't there John Studd Or something Dick something Murdoch like that. Yeah There's a lot of it Right You're just like What is this
1: George the Animo Steel Finally, on his way back to the dressing room area.
2: People were pissed, flooding WTBS with angry letters and things like that. You
3: would think there would be a little more, you know, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> right. like something that people would want to watch. But, but no, it, it was crap. And yeah. we've seen some of these and <laughs> it's they're crap. So bad.
2: It's basically Jesse
3: a re- Ventura, <laughs> yeah. like wrestling as we've
2: covered is bad. Yeah. And we've seen a bunch of these. I mean, yeah. and they're just not good. They're really... It's a recap show. It's a recap show. Hosted it, from Atlanta.
3: It's kind of like, in a weird way, it's kind of like primetime, but even worse, because it oh. doesn't even have the, the banter. It's
2: just Vince for like a couple, and then I think it's Freddie Miller and Gorilla wanders the, in. The Gorilla being on there with the fuzzy hair, is very strange.
0: Hello, oh, wrestling fans. You know, like uh, that I'm version. I'm on this shit. I don't want to be here. Georgia Championship Wrestling, a two-hour phenomenon that's about to happen and we're a part of it and we're glad to be a part of it
2: now so here's what happens in the fallout of this right so people are pissed right Ollie anderson coagulates with somebody mm-hmm. and he gets himself an, a restarted promotion called championship wrestling from georgia
1: welcome indeed i'm gordon stoley and welcome to another hour of championship wrestling from georgia and we have a very spirited crowd here at the television sports arena
2: and they get a Sunday morning time slot on TBS. Right. Ted Turner, meanwhile, is pissed at Vince McMahon because he's not airing matches from Atlanta. He's doing the studio wraparounds there, mm-hmm. but he's not doing in-studio stuff. He's like just barely doing minimum the con- effort. minimum <laughs> effort of the contract. And Ted's like, well, I'm still on the station. Yes. Like, what, why? Fuck, I don't want him to have my time <laughs> slot, but we have a contract. Right. And the ratings are going down, right? Yeah. And the Nielsen's. Meanwhile, Ted's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give Bill Watts Mid-South a Saturday morning show on TBS. Right. So now Vince is pissed because he's like, you got Ole Anderson on Sundays, you got Bill Watts on Saturdays, and my show is doing the worst out of the three. Right. And again, it's because of Vince's product. It's not like Ted Turner's fault. Yeah. Now, again, to
3: answer the question why it sucked, like we said, it the matches were bad. We it was don't just need poor. A, we
2: don't need a recap of this stuff. Right. Like, it, it's garbage. And it was a coup. Yeah. The fans felt betrayed. You know, like it's a coup of the wrestling. And look, I get upset when I turn on a pay-per-view and it's not Gorilla Monsoon and it's somebody else. You know what I mean? Just imagine, like I said, you're Bush Light and all that and you're watching this for years and years and all of a sudden, Gordon's gone. All the wrestlers you like are gone. Uh, Let me equate it to you this way.
3: Imagine if you turned on your, your current wrestling watcher, right? You turned on AEW and all of a sudden, velocity starts or like a main event or whatever the hell Tom know? Phillips is there yeah, Tom, hey we're here it's Wednesday it's, and you're like wait what and it's just like a bunch of like it's like the lowest people on the roster right. just like in shit matches that's like, a, yeah. and, it, and it's uh, it's on for like two hours <laughs> Right, right. and you're just like what it, it I just that's that's what they did
2: that's essentially what yeah. it was now by March of 85 Vince finally gave in to Ted Turner's demand that they do stuff in the studio and they started taping in-studio matches which are a staple of the NWA programming they are actually the ones that designed that set the Mm -hmm. one that would be famously used on on WCW programming the gray that was WWF they just kept the set when WWF left uh, weird I thought thought that that was part of the the GCW set or whatever WWF designed that one really so you'd have Gorilla Monsoon and Freddie Miller in studio, crappy matches. Vince didn't want to fly the talent to Atlanta every couple of weeks to I don't do this. Blame him. It's not so, even their
3: it's not their home territory, let's no, put it that way. They were
2: getting killed there, right? Yeah. So basically the last month of the show, March of eighty mm-hmm. five, are these in studio shows, and it's basically used as an infomercial for WrestleMania. Right. This pretty this, fucking smart.
3: This, <laughs> it's this ties into like how it ended, basically.
2: Yeah. Because the joke being Somebody so, paid for WrestleMania and it wasn't Vince McMahon. So here it goes, right? So finally, in March of 85, Jim Crockett, remember him, the Carolina yeah, promoter? Right. Uh, and, and obviously very influential within the NWA. He had been working with Ole's new territory. And he um, controls Ric Flair, basically. Essentially. The yeah. He right, controls his bookings to an extent, right? He offers Vince McMahon one million dollars for that time slot. Not the promotion, the time slot. Right. Vince had just shut the fucking promotion down. He doesn't give a shit about the <laughs> so promotion. Give a shit. Yeah. Um, and Jim Crockett takes it over, and thus we have the six oh five WCW show going forward in nineteen eighty five. Right. This leads to not only the Crockett McMahon feud that continued for a few years. Right. But to the Ted Turner McMahon animosity that right. obviously continued much longer. And also it leads to
3: WrestleMania being funded. Like essentially, hey, it's capital, right? Like, A million here, bucks. Here's the here's the thing: is that you know Vince always like to say we took all this risk. Me and Linda, we put our our house on the line. All this shit. It's like, didn't he just give you one million dollars? Like, he did. isn't that enough for like an MSG house <laughs> show on like on closed circuit? Yeah, on closed circuit,
2: possibly. Yeah. So why didn't it work again? I'm definitely with you. I think that. It was never going to work. Vince mm-hmm. McMahon just suddenly showing up in Georgia was not going to work during that period of time. It was too uh, not yet segmented.
3: Least. Yeah, it took, it. Ultimately, what it took for Vince to get in the South was just repeatedly having WF on, like, USA Network across the yeah. country for years and years and years until people were like, hey, that's that's what wrestling is. Right. Like, you know
2: what I mean? Just, like, attrition, essentially. Yeah, right? Osmosis. Just, just keep putting
3: the Hulkster on. <laughs> right. And, you know, keep putting the Macho Man on, like, and just keep doing it until people don't
2: even, like, What's that other rest? Right. Even though it was there first. Of course you know? it was. Right. And uh, and another thing is you get as many affiliates down there to carry the syndicated shows as you can too, mm-hmm. you know, because you hype the pay per views that way. Yep. And you hype all the big events that way. So I think, yeah, you hit it on the head to start. I mean, it sucked. That's yeah. one of the reasons. But it's also. <laughs> it sucked.
3: <laughs> <It's> any a- <laughs> one of those shows is so bad. They're really poor. And to me, it's so bad, it feels intentional because it's never the higher level people on their roster is always like the highest it gets is like the tag champions or something. Like yeah, Was it never, Hogan on that show? I don't even... I never I ever see Other than like they said, oh, if you come to MSG, you can see Maybe. Hulk Hogan. Maybe like, he did an interview. That. Yeah,
2: Freddie Miller, daddy. You yeah. know, like he said daddy's Horrible. still in 85. <laughs> yeah. Just bad. And it, a lot of it is to do with the difference between Northern and Southern wrestling. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. You prefer what sort you prefer. Of, but
3: I mean like we've even seen...
2: They're watching all the 82s and 83s. They're capable
3: of putting on a good regular program. They were. Like, it's not like that's not in their arsenal. It's just they just didn't. like They're just like, here's all
2: the rest of the junk that we didn't want to put on our main show. It is weird. You almost wonder (laughs) if it was intentional.
3: That's what I mean. It's like it seems intentional because it's not like they didn't have
2: stuff that people wanted to see. They just didn't put it on that show. Yeah. Do you think he did it? Try it out. Figure if it works, great. If not, I'll sell it to somebody and f- and fund WrestleMania. Yeah, I think it was just, to, <laughs> I think it was just to like fuck with them,
3: basically, like to get them to screw them over. It's also another the another part about it is is like if you recall, this wasn't like an isolated incident. Vince was going around trying to get rid of all the other territories anyway. Yeah, it's almost like this for Vince. Really, it wasn't about even like. Sticking it to them as much as it was like, oh well, there's knocking out another territory out of the way, and I can move into there. Literally. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> just another. It's just another Wednesday for
2: Vince, like <laughs> whatever day he bought it. Literally you know? buys the friggin' promotion,
3: right? <laughs> it's that crazy. But that's not, it's the thing is that he was doing that anyway. <laughs> he was doing it, but it's just it wasn't as pronounced.
2: Yeah, that it, was it, the biggest one, yeah, probably that, right.
3: He was going around doing the same thing all over the country.
2: Did it to Houston later. He got yeah. involved there. He got involved in a lot of stuff. Right, whether you love him or hate him, I mean, he was successful. He tried at to doing do the that. same shit to Vern. Yeah, Vern said no. I gotta have Brad Ryanigans. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, <laughs> he, went all, he went
3: all over the country doing the same crap
2: everywhere. He did, didn't he? Did he try to buy Crockett? Mm-hmm. He did, tried to buy everything. Did? Yeah, Crockett sh- said no. But stew. You know I mean? <laughs> right around this time, actually, yeah, in
3: '84, I mean, he was doing it everywhere. It's just this happened to have a TV show that was on all around the country. A and very every, popular and, one, by, and by the way, Vince. His only scheme to get rid of them because they wouldn't really sell was to buy up their like the shitty one that technically owned the time slot to insert his crap in there just because he had a contract and he had to fulfill it. He put minimal effort because that wasn't the aim was to put on a good show. The aim was to get rid of them so that he could do live shows over down good there.
2: point. You know what? Yeah. Good point because they hyped a lot of Omni stuff down there. Right. Exactly. And what a boon for Crockett that turned out to be. Yeah, because I
3: think Vince was just winding down the contract. It was something that by buying
2: it, he had to fulfill. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the terms, but what a coup for Crockett that was because how many people really have a fondness for uh the wcw show that started in 85 that version of it mm-hmm. 85 to you know 88 or so it's true in the nwa you know doing the crocodiles was awesome so great topic dan and great first one here uh folks let us know uh first of all your thoughts on the wwf on tbs why didn't it work are we missing something here do you have more info maybe that we don't have you can let us know that and also if you have suggestions for this season let us know because we would love to talk about things that didn't work and talk about why. You can do that, of course, on Twitter at OVP Podcast, shoot us an email, or join the group. But Quinn, when we come back, it is a new season, which means it's a new Royal Rankings. That's right, we're talking about the Royal Rankings of Feuds. That'll be coming up right after this. Get up. And nothing
0: Once again, the Gorilla Monsoon, yours truly here for Georgia Championship Wrestling, sanctioned by the World Wrestling Federation, and got a big crowd on hand this week, and going to be bringing you another action-packed two hours of the greatest in professional wrestling, along with my colleague, Freddie Miller. Freddie. Well,
1: it's good to see you. You know, I tell you, fans are getting more and more excited about everything that's happening here on Georgia Championship Wrestling and with the World Wrestling Federation. And you can tell the electricity's in the air and the timing's right, that everybody's ready. And I think, of course, we started today a half hour earlier than usual, but let me say, the full two hours is worth staying around for. And we're we'll back at a regular time next week in the regular time for Best of Tomorrow. And there's a lot going on, and we have a lot of stars today. Why don't you tell them about them while the first match gets run?
0: Absolutely, for just unbelievable lineup we have for you this week, including some of the greats like Tito Santana, yeah, the Brutus the Beefcake, an unbelievable individual. I'm sure you want to take a good look at him. Ace Cowboy Bob Orton. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're
3: listening to our vantage point retro wrestling podcast it's the
2: best and welcome back wrestling fans to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thanks for being with us here for episode number 201 i'm still joe Morata. that's still michael quinn uh howdy howdy michael it's a lo- it's a slightly less howdy because it's the you, middle of the show. You've already done the howdy duty part.
3: you got to understand how it all works. There's mechanics this to mechanics, this.
2: Mechanics, so I just say howdy when I'm right. coming back. The milder I, version. Yeah, m- very mild. Uh, folks, if you want to spend a mild amount of money like we mentioned, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. What we're talking here is two or five dollars. Mm-hmm. That's it. We that, literally only offer two tiers. Two tiers of greatness, I guess. And is you'll that shed, what they say? You'll shed tears of joy Uh huh. <laughs> if you want more stuff. That's the thing is I encourage you to try it. We're not trying to get rich here. We're not Sanford and Son. Yeah. Try before you buy. Yeah, oh, honestly. They, is that what they say? Well, I mean, if you sign up now, right, you get access to everything. If you decide that you don't like it, you just cancel it. There's no penalty. No. That's the thing about it. You just you can sign up literally now. Go ahead. What he's saying is your money isn't due till the end of the month. Yeah, your money isn't funny. So, <laughs> so go ahead if you want the OVP pay-per-view reviews, $5 tier. Or just the 1983 canon. It's a separate show bi-weekly. We're going through the pre-Hulkamania era, finally counting down to Hulkamania. Right now we're in August of 83, so we're getting there. Right. And all of the old ones that are like a couple years old, those are available for free on YouTube and on this normal podcast feed. There's like 43 of them. Yeah, there are. So check those out. Again, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. That is if you want to support OVP. We'd appreciate it. If not, thank you for being here. Quinn, it's the new Royal Rankings and. Man, I'm excited about this one. This is a goodie. This is feuds, Quinn. The hottest feuds in the land. Yep. The ones that lit it up. That's what they said, (laughs) That's what they said. Yep. And uh, what is the Royal Rankings and Royal Flush if Mm -hmm. you're new around here? Well, before the season starts, we ask you, the fans, to give us a list of your top 10 and bottom 10 of something. For this season, obviously, it was feuds. Our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, takes all of your votes, compiles them up, and puts them into two separate tanks, one for the best. One for the worst. And what happens is Quinn and I are going to rank them week by week. That way, at the end of the season, what you're going to have is the OVP Organic Certified Baptized Non-GMO USDA Certified and Healthy Best and Worst Feuds of All Time. It's week number one, so that means we're starting with the best. Quinn, before we get to it, what do you think some qualities are of a good feud? Well, you remember it that's true th- th- oh, there's a lot of feuds there's
3: feuds every single month of every single year in wrestling
2: it's right? a cornerstone of wrestling It's so the
3: feud most feuds you're like oh they did that or it's the 700th time they did that right. or um whatever but like a good feud you're like oh man i remember that that was the best feud of my life like you know what i mean like you just know that that existed still to this day you're still talking about it to the point where maybe you're like
2: Saying like, well, what if this happened right. instead in the
3: feud? Like, It's it's actually like a something that's
2: memorable. There's a good story. Usually there might be good promos. Mm-hmm. The matches deliver. The it's wrestlers a, have good chemistry generally. Good and chem- good yeah, absolutely. There's a good payoff. Usually there's a good story being mm-hmm. told. It's the things that make money for the company. It's the things that get wrestlers careers over. Maybe mm-hmm. shoot them past a certain point that they were. It's the thing that keeps people coming
3: back to the television program because they want to know what's the next thing that's going to happen in right. this feud
2: and there was a lot of great feuds in retro wrestling and we're going to talk about them so without any further ado why don't we go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Rankings
1: ladies and gentlemen it is now time for the Royal Rankings look at me when I'm talking to you Dusty Rhodes whether I like him or dislike him has got nothing to do with it And I also appreciate the fact that, hell, you can kiss my ass. And then when I put my hand across her face, my man, it felt so good I should have to pay for that. A man like Ric Flair coming after this championship belt. listen to this, Foucault. I hate you. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg.
2: Week number one, and we're talking about feuds. Man, I really am excited for this one. Duff feuds, baby. Duff feuds, baby. We're going to be talking about the best ones this week. We'll start off the worst ones next week for The Flush. Quinn, obviously, we're starting it off, so there are no feuds to run down because there's nothing nothing on the board yet. There's nothing running right now. (laughs) There's nothing running right now. Very cool runnings. So... (laughs) Right now, (laughs) it's very cool. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go down to the fans. They're gonna count us down, and we're gonna find out which feud drew number one.
1: I gotta get in my pickup truck, drink some Steve Weiser's, listen to some Backstreet Boys, and that's the bottom line because the great one said so.
2: What a doozy! Austin versus Rock to start us. I need to beat you, Rock. I need, be- I need to beat. I need to you, rock <laughs> I got Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, I do. That was like the end of it. That though. was the very end of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Austin versus Rock was a biggie for the Attitude Era. A banger, if you will. It was. I yeah. mean, and what I like about it, and we're gonna recap it a little, is it lasted on and off for the better part of six years.
3: Me, <laughs> I think of it as Macho Man versus Hulk version two. Like it's yeah. like it's like the yeah. it's like the that era's
2: version of that, right? It's the two. It's the generic two best guys in the company. Too. Yep. And the best part about it is it started as an intercontinental feud briefly in 1997. That's right. where we'll start with this, yes. right? So Steve Austin had obviously uh, won the intercontinental title from Owen Hart, SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. We know that he injured his neck there. Takes some time off, stuns people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's, when- busy. He's busy. He's stunning. Busy stunning people. Uh, comes back for Survivor Series, wins it from Owen in a very short match, and then right after Survivor Series, The Rock is getting like all like handy about it for some reason. Right, right. <laughs> so I don't know, if, fuck you, Austin, or whatever. He's just he's got problems. <laughs> he just has like, a problem yeah. with them. Yeah, and basically what happens is after DX in your house, Vince McMahon awards the IC title to. The Rock, because Austin's like, I don't want your damn belt anymore. Right, right. Yeah, because he's got better things to do. Because he wants to win the Royal Rumble and go on a WrestleMania, which is a good way of getting it off Austin. I understand why
1: they did that. No, they can't have him lose it. Right. Are you going to fire me? Vince, The Rock thinks we should fire him. Stay out of this.
2: And now The Rock takes this and develops his Rock persona throughout 98. right doesn't really have much to do with austin for the most part throughout 98 he had a lot to do with um, jennifer flowers and ken shamrock and yeah stuff. stuff like that yeah. right but the best part about rock's IC run it set its foundation is he acted like he was the greatest thing ever it's a great heel move he didn't even win it that's yeah. the genius part of well, it well <laughs> it
3: started to like he's the like anointed one thing right like it it established that in canon that's like no he's like oh he's gonna be handpicked everything's right. like easy for him because, you know, he looks good. He can talk. yeah. Like You know what I mean? It's, I just always liked that he was like, his character started out as kind of like pampered or like oh, yeah. anointed or whatever he was. Bl- t- Blue Chipper. They took the uh, Blue
2: Chipper that- thing and they turned it on its head and made it a heel thing, It right. was really good. Yeah. So the last thing that they really have to do with each other in 98 is at the Royal Rumble. The Rock is the last one eliminated. Nice mm-hmm. little touch there. Austin throws out The Rock, wins the Royal Rumble. They have almost zero to do with each other in 98, which is good. Yeah. Because by the time we get to 99 now, where the where the real feud starts, the first real chapter of it, uh, The Rock has been the WWF champion a couple of times, most recently wins it back from Mankind. Right. Austin didn't win the Royal Rumble. People often forget. McMahon won the 99 Rumble. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, even as a kid, I was like, that didn't
3: really happen. <laughs> it really like, happened. Like, even like a couple months yeah. afterwards, because yep. I just
2: thought it was so stupid. <laughs> but Austin winds up getting the title shot anyway. And they have a very good match at WrestleMania 15, and it was... It was big. I mean, at the time watching it, I was like, all right, Austin's obviously going to win this. Did you have any doubts? I didn't have doubts, but I I thought at that time that those were the
3: actual two best wrestlers in WF. So did I. So I was like, oh, this is going to be really good, right?
2: It's a good WrestleMania main event on paper anyway.
3: Yeah, it's one of those things that at the time you think is decent, but then once you see what else they do with each other, you realize okay, that was like their weakest, like that was their first try at it kind of thing. That was like their appetizer. Right, exactly. That's the thing is if there was never one again, we would have just said, oh, that was a good
2: WrestleMania match. Right, and it was, right? Yeah, They actually had, in my opinion, a better rematch at at Backlash in April. Right. I think that one's better. That's where The Rock takes a camera and he's filming and then (laughs) Austin spins him around and Austin gives the middle finger right to the camera and stuns him. That one's good. The thing
3: about this feud is that there's a lot of stuff that happens in between the big matches that people remember with these two right there's a lot more random things that you might remember from some raw or like some pay-per-view named something
2: well one of my favorite things is how rock turns face right after backlash right mm -hmm. so now austin is still the number one face clearly but rock is like right there with him right
3: even as a heel like when the rock first won the wf belt he was like already kind of turning face anyway yeah everyone kind of liked him it was kind of like just it, it was like to me this it always felt very de- like a delay tactic to turn him heel it, it was, was. Like, it was just like it was just, it was like he was ready to be the top fucking face in the
2: company and they were just like nope cuz they had Austin Yeah you don't get that yet Right not yet But what's great about whether they're both faces in '99 is when they do have anything to do with each other, there's like the mutual. There's a combination of mutual disdain and respect, right? You know, like it's they they both know that they're the two best wrestlers like in kayfabe, and that kind of mirrored real life too, because behind the scenes, from what I understand, Austin was very protective and not in a bad way, but was very aware of the Rock's popularity. Here's the thing:
3: is everybody. Everybody who's the top guy ever in WWF, there's always a guy right next to him, like we said, with Hulk Hogan and the Macho
2: Man. and As there should be. Yeah, with Austin, his, his version was The Rock. Absolutely, and I think that's the best way to have it. Yeah. And before it was Macho Man, it was probably Piper for Hulk right. Hogan, you know what it's I mean? yeah true, yeah. Um, so then by the time we get to the tail end of 99, things are starting to heat up in the title picture because Triple H has now entered the, the scene. Yeah. yeah, but he's good in 99. I yeah, think he's okay. he's fine. It's his time or whatever. We're supposed to have... A triple threat match at Survivor Series. Right. Which would have been awesome, in my opinion. Triple H, The Rock, and Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. St- but there's some stuff that happens Rikishi here. Rikishi runs him over, man. Yeah. <laughs> I did it for The Rock. I did, did it, for it for the, for the, pe- the people. <laughs> the <laughs> Rock's imitation of that is what everyone quotes, by yeah. the way. <laughs> it's <laughs> not even the real quote.
1: I did it for The Rock. I did it for the people. I did it. I did, uh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty! <laughs> yeah, so that that
3: whole thing's funny. It's because, if you recall, a lot of people just skip right to the Rakesh thing, but it was like this big mystery for like a year. Who ran over Austin? Yeah. yeah, It went on for so long that I didn't even like... No one cared. By the time they revealed it, I was
2: like, wait, what was this again? Like, I don't even... What? The funniest part, too, is they try to treat it like Triple H orchestrated it. Yeah. Didn't even work out for him because Big Show won the title at Survivor Series anyway. Big Show. Big Show. <laughs> Every time Big Show was involved in that title picture, like, what? It was so weird. Yeah, he doesn't belong here. No. So Austin doesn't return full-time until September of 2000. So we have not seen Austin face The Rock in a long time. And what's great... The way they wrote this is Kurt Angle, like, annoyingly wins the world title in October from The Rock, I think it is. Yeah. Remember that? Like, yeah. annoyingly it's out like, of nowhere. He's like, What the fuck are you the champion for? That was so <laughs> weird. It, I thought it was too early, yeah. in my opinion. No,
3: but it was also there because I think what they really were doing was like, Angle's character was he was fucking annoying. Like you know oh, what I yeah. mean. And he was, was great like, of it. He was talented, but that was just like, we don't want this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was he was like the Brad he like, was, <laughs> was, like You know what I mean? Like it was just like, what the like, okay, we get it. He's a good wrestler, but who gives he's a shit? He's an Olympian, it, we know. He's not fucking Austin and the Rock. Correct. Like, fuck
2: this. And then at No Way Out, two thousand one, well, first of all, Austin wins the two thousand one Royal Rumble. He defeats people such as Kane and Drew Carey mm-hmm. in that Royal Rumble. Austin's a notable Royal Rumble. Haku. Yeah. Uh, and all is right in the wrestling world because the Rock defeats Angle at No Way Out. And good. Good. Yes. Yeah. So now we're gearing up the I don't want to say the biggest WrestleMania, but one of the biggest WrestleManias because you have 3 obviously. Right. And definitely the biggest of that period of time was WrestleMania 17 back to a dome, the Reliant Dome in Houston. Dome. It's got one of the best cards they ever It's been. a tremendous
3: it's card. Like, it's like from
2: top to bottom everything is good other than like China. Whatever. Yeah, that is. Anything with the right to censor yeah. is is poor. Yeah. That's about it. Uh and the way they built WrestleMania seventeen, it felt huge. And I'm speaking to someone who was fifteen years old watching oh, at the yeah. time. You I know mean, what I mean?
3: It's no I know a lot of people like to in retrospect say like it's the end of the attitude era, but it really felt even at the time, it felt like some like culmination of it all, right? Like WCW didn't exist anymore. Yeah, like, they were right brand, before it. Yep. and like WWF was so good, right? They were like at their apex like everything was running on full cylinders you're like this wrestlemania you knew it was gonna be a big deal because like you said dome yeah it's like you, that this was like their party of saying like yeah we're the best we're again. back baby we're the we're
2: number one and there's no doubt about it even paul Heyman being on commentary like freshened everything up yeah i, I know you love king but like paul Heyman was good I mean,
3: to be fair i will say good. the one thing that i at the time though i liked paul Heyman. But there was part of me that was saying like, well, King and JR kind of took them through all of this. It kind of felt like bullshit. That it was like, yeah. really? We can't have King at like the, the final. Because nope. King was like an anchor for even during the shitty
2: times. He was. Yeah. Uh, since 94, you yeah, mean? Like, yeah. It, I don't know. you know, he was there. Uh, so we build the Austin Rock match for WrestleMania 17 for mm-hmm. the world title. Both men are faces. The fans are kind of leaning towards Austin a little bit. I mean, in Houston is a different story, but, you know, in the build. But both men are faces. They don't really like each other. Right. For whatever stupid reason, they inject Deborah into this, like you mentioned earlier. Well,
3: the whole idea was like, dumb. It was like, oh, well, we're going to fuck over Austin because so we're going to get his wife involved, so then he's going to have to feel protective, right? Like, that was the idea. Listen, it was, like, supposed to make him vulnerable. I'm just
2: saying that's what they were going for. I'm saying this from at the time, not even retrospectively, at the time, 15 years old, I thought it was dumb. No,
3: I thought I it was really dumb did. too, but I get the logic, right? I guess. It's like,
2: oh, you're going to involve another man's wife. You, you don't know, think that, it that cheapened kind of, it?
3: It didn't matter in the end, to be honest with you. It didn't matter in the end. It to didn't factor just, into the match at all. To me, it was you're just right. something that, like, it was something to fill time on Raw in between because this feud didn't need building. It was like their whole careers were the buildup.
2: That's the thing because yeah. you had the history from 97 and 99. Right. That's why this worked so well. It was like, finally, the two top guys... The rock who carried the mantle while Austin was gone, like the year 2000, you know what I mean? In the year 2000. <laughs> what a Conan reference. Yeah. Look at yeah. that right here. Can you can talk about pimp Bot next. Yeah.
3: My brother and my Pampa were sort of arguing. My Pampa? My granddad.
1: <laughs>
2: and then Austin, who, I mean, was the hottest thing in wrestling for for some of those years. They're going to meet each other. They do these sit-down interviews. Those—that's what made it tremendous. It, that's the thing. It's like all that Deborah shit you were talking about. That was just to fill time.
3: I it was I, just—I I swear that's all that was. Maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But th- that interview was the icing on the cake. Maybe is is the way to put it. Sealed the deal. To me, that was the whole like feud of that moment was the the sit-down interviews. The sit-down interviews, which are great, and then obviously, and this sounds stupid, but do not sleep on the fact that whoever made the call to use. Limp Biscuit, my way. It's It so just good. works. I don't
3: know why. It's of its time. Listen, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, it's of its time. And yes, I actually liked Limp Biscuit at that time. They weren't like cliche yet, or you whatever. did it all for the nookie. Yeah, like they were on like just to just to take you back. Now. Limp Biscuit was on go. like a very hot run yeah. since about like 1997. Yeah, 1998, so. 99, Ni- 98. 99. The cover of Faith that they right. did was really yeah, good. Like, everything they were doing Break up to 2001, stuff. they were like. They were like one of the bands of the era. It was like that at short that new metal era where right. it was that was popular. Yeah, that
2: rap rock so, movement. <laughs> you right. Know. So it wasn't. It was a good song yeah, choice. Yeah. It wasn't
3: like this. wasn't like WWE. Like it's like. And here's the new. Band ska metal, or yeah. without, like some people like metal crunch that you never
2: heard of. You know? Here's
3: Chalo
1: Bum Bum. Wait, yeah. It's like, why are they on Raw? Get it's the like, fuck the off sponsor the show.
3: Of fucking yeah. It's like, who cares? <laughs> it wasn't like that in this case. It was like a real. It was like, legit. It was like having like one of the top bands of the time, like, yes, soundtracking your
2: best feud ever. And The Undertaker had used Roland. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it tied yeah. in. So, that and the video packages in WWF. Had a long period of time, and they probably are still very good at it. I don't pay attention. But from around 96, 97 to Infinity, they were just killer at doing video packages for pay-per-views. Yeah. yeah. And, and the one that they did for Austin Rock is just... My time is poosh. just amazing. And to, it's to the point where I'm pretty sure,
3: I'm almost positive, that for they knew it was that good to the point where it's even on the network,
2: it's like still there.
3: Is it it's really? Like, it's like the rare instance where they're like, no, it needs this.
2: It's so good with that. <laughs> yeah. So we obviously have a brutal, long, great match at WrestleMania 17. It is the epitome of an Attitude Era main event, but distilled to like its finest quality, in my opinion. Right.
3: So, and and some of you may say, Quinn, you always complain about people kicking out of finishers.
2: Quinn, you always complain about people kicking out of finishers.
3: Yes, but in this case, this is like where it fucking means something, right? This is what I always say about like you got to pick your spot, right? The Battle of the Final Bosses, man. It's literally like they're at the apex of their powers like in kayfabe right like they should be doing every move and it should take multiple of them to beat each other because they're like they're at full like ten thousand power level whatever right. the fuck like you know what i mean like they're at the best they're ever going to be in the attitude era Austin using his fucking
2: ringmaster finisher yeah to try like, to like end like, shit. like
3: that's it's that kind of stuff and i'm sure we'll cover it when we get to that pay-per-view also on the on the patreon but it's that kind of stuff to me there, it's another reason why that finisher shit works is because then he's whipping out finishers that yeah. were like his old finisher. Right. It's just so cool. It, it is. It's really yeah. cool.
2: Now, what happens, obviously, we all know is McMahon actually helps Austin win. The next in on Raw, there's a rematch. Right. And I don't think you just kind of blazed by that McMahon thing, but like, yeah, that, okay. that was a huge fucking deal. It, it was a big deal. Uh, people question it to this day. Was that the right call? And we've talked about that. I think it was. But- I think it was a risk. I see why they did it. I don't know that it was a good idea. Ultimately. You need it needed to end somewhere. That's yeah, the that, thing. Yeah, I, I think
3: that's where we settled, right? It's like they needed an end point. It's like, yeah. might as well end where it began.
2: And I've always said the bigger blunder, in my opinion, was the next night Raw when they had the rematch and Triple H stormed out, pissed off, and everyone was waiting for him to attack Austin and be the new face because right. The Rock was going off to make a movie. But instead, Triple H and Austin team up and just kill the main event scene they did right. it was, yeah. they oh, had yeah. remember big, they just destroyed everyone for yeah. months and then quad yeah. um and that'll do it for the rock for a while then we come back to 2003 so austin at this point he had already walked out on the company in the summer of 02 he's back now mm-hmm. you can tell without even being told that he's winding down right cumulative injuries that neck i mean it, and he and he said it on his podcast yeah. a million times he was just he was fucking done he was done
3: it's just like he, he was pissed off already because of the whole other shit, right? Yeah. Like, and so he was kind of here just to say goodbye. Essentially, one yeah. more
2: round is what he OMR on his all vest, this you know? Money. He didn't really need to do this crap anymore. Retired at 38 yeah. years old. Yep. Uh, and The Rock, who had already now been in and out by this point, The Rock, after leaving in 01, he was never full time the way he was ever again. Again. He had made his money. He didn't need to do this crap anymore. 30 years old. This was, you know, to me, that says a lot
3: about how successful the attitude era was, was that everyone became such big stars that they like, they didn't need WWE anymore. Like everyone,
2: all the big people outgrew it quickly. And that's what Vince has tried to prevent ever since, by the way. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know, he's tried to make sure no one's bigger than the brand, but that was the
3: consequence of having to, Build your character so strong to fight back against WCW yep. is that they all left you as soon as the <laughs> war was over because why the fuck yeah. like
2: they're bigger than you. A that lot was of fans that left was too. that was what you had to do. Good point. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point, Quinn. Yeah. So they have one more match, WrestleMania in '19. Now, bear in mind at this point, The Rock has never beaten Steve Austin mm-hmm. ever. He right. has not beaten him yet, and they kind of say without saying that this is it for Austin. It right. was never announced, like, this is Austin's retirement match, but it's it's implied, right? And The Rock was kind of doing his Hollywood heel thing, which is an amazing gimmick, by the right. way. That 03 run. The music where it starts up and it's, like, so, like,
3: <laughs> fuck this song because yeah. it, like, takes so long. It's, like, who The helicopter shots and all that. And then they're, like, uh, want some or whatever he said. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck he, it's, like, <laughs> like and then he, like, Ding, yeah. Ding, and, then, and then the slow, shitty or just, like, this yeah. like you're just like i hate this it was brilliant yeah, right I mean, it really made you like how do you make people hate the rock you right fuck the entr- entrance
2: up <laughs> like that's how you do that'll it. that'll do it and they have a good match at 19 it's kind of a celebration of their previous matches in my opinion nothing really matters because they're both like getting the hell out of there it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like an exhibition match essentially yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah whatever but it's got a kicker the rock wins clean
3: I love it. See, I always felt like, honestly, going into this match, I remember thinking to myself, this has to be what happens, because Austin's won both of the other ones. And Austin's leaving,
2: and Rock's not officially retiring.
3: Yeah, so it's like, it's only right that, this match doesn't really matter
2: anyway, so it's only right that the Rock wins this one, right? Kudos to Steve Austin, going out and losing, you know, his last match. And uh, He's old school like that. He like, is. He's probably like,
3: you know what? I have to lose,
2: whatever,
0: however. i <laughs> okay, am like talking
2: like Brett, but whatever. <laughs> and, and that's it for their feud. I mean, that really was it. So on and off again from 97 to 2003. Obviously, 2001 is the high point. Mm-hmm. I think 2001 was, like you and I were saying, a culmination of their characters for the past several years. Yeah, it was culmination of everything. The whole event is the culmination of everything. So it only makes sense that that feud... Yeah. Culminates there. And I do like that we were treated to one more round in 2003. It was kind of just a nice bookend. It wasn't necessary, but it it's was kind cool. kind of a farewell to mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. Into and, and, and and an era. Regular people. And in, to an era, yeah. In the federation, if you will. Absolutely. So that is Austin Rock. We will see where they rank. But, Quinn, if you are ready, I think it's time to find out who drew number two. Punch it. You know why they call you You Stone Cold? Because your stones are so cold. Your stones, you won't come up here and step in the ring with me yourself. Your stones are so cold. Ah, Speaking of Stone Cold. (laughs) So he's getting some play today, huh? It's Mm -hmm. Austin versus Brett. Good gravy. This is a goodie. Now this feud. This is epic, man. This feud is great. And this isn't even that long.
3: I like this feud because it's the most... Even though I know we know the backstage stuff about Brett, you know I wanted to be make him blah blah blah. And he whatever. wanted to whatever. Yeah, he he wanted Austin to even come to WWF in the first place. Big supporter. Um, this felt weirdly organic, or it was maybe it was just the way it was done. It's the way they did it, it, it just felt like natural, right? Yeah. Even though it was sudden how it started, because Austin just suddenly was like, "Fuck Brett Hart," that's like it. immediate. Like, and then that's all it took. Like,
2: <laughs> so yeah, that's literally all it was. Brett just, had been yeah. Brett had been off TV since WrestleMania 12, did some international dates in like May or something like Mm -hmm. that. But had been off TV, right? Bitter about the Shawn Michaels loss, you know? Yeah. Doing his acting or whatever the hell he was doing. And Austin obviously escaped Ted DiBiase, thankfully, in May. Yeah. Good (laughs) Lord, that needed to go away. Yeah. That was horrible. (laughs) He won the King of the Ring, Uh Austin 316. They did nothing with them for a few more months. Right. It <laughs> Literally. It
3: wasn't like, you know, next day, yeah. Austin 360 16 signs everywhere.
2: That's like something Mean Gene would say. And even though he wasn't there, the next day, there were Austin, three. you know, like. I'm
3: pretty that. sure uh, simultaneously on some DVD, Cornette and like Bruce or something say it. Like, that's they, like, like yeah, it's one of those like, clips to both. Yeah. Like, it's like Cornette. Everyone was into him. And then Bruce is like, yeah, Austin 360. every. That's literally, I swear that happens. I'm
2: pretty sure that didn't happen in real life, but uh, it took him months, yeah. right, to do something with Austin. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like you said, around September of 96, Austin, who's still had his old dumpy music, too, his Ringmaster yeah. music, he starts randomly calling out Bret Hart in these interviews with, like, Brian Pillman and stuff. So, yeah, one of my favorite parts about this is that the Brian Pillman connection
3: to it, is, yeah. is, it's, it's in- incredible how it's all done. It's like, Brian Pillman comes... He's like this loose cannon character and he starts like randomly like interviewing people (laughs) just for fun. And then like whatever he's doing. It's like he's trying to stir up some shit with like Brett and Austin. Yes. And, And Austin. This is where he starts challenging him. But then that like Pilmani shit happens, right? Because Pillman gets like too happy that Brett is coming back. Because and it's not that he likes Brett <laughs> no, at, at that point either. He doesn't. It, it's just that he's like, Oh, I want to see them Yes, fuck that's with all each other. It is. And he gets way too excited <laughs> about this shit. So then Austin is like, Well, fuck Brian Pillman. Fuck him. And he like does the 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 move, which is basically like it's this move where you put somebody's leg in a chair yep. and then you stomp onto Off the like rope. the le- you put your the legs are like wedged in and yeah. you go on the legs of the chair. you like brutal. jump on it. It's and brutal it, and looking. It, it's brutal looking. It probably doesn't, doesn't do hurt anything. at all. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. But Brian Pillman now, his leg is fucked, but in real life he's getting like his, yeah, was fucked anyway. Or whatever. Yes. So,
2: and also what, what, another touch is that Owen sometimes horns in on these interviews, like right. Owen with Pillman. Yeah. And I was like, fuck Brad. Like yeah, still. Exactly. So
3: <laughs> this is all like Pillman's just like, I don't know why. He's just like, he's just like, fuck Bret Hart, right? <laughs>
2: Everyone's like, fuck Bret. Yeah. And Bret, who hasn't officially returned, he's doing like these remote interviews with yeah, his cat With shit. His fucking, <laughs> fucking fireplace in the background. Like all casual. It's, Austin's like, <laughs> sweatshirt on. <laughs> Austin's out of his mind, like yeah. flipping out... Beating up people in, in the production Sometimes area. Sometimes they look
3: like aspirin. Well, what do you think of this Austin fellow? Oh, I like him. <laughs> you know, no, memory was kind of like, well, you know, that hyena, he's gonna, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I'll make sure he I, doesn't fuck with me. You know, I think I could
2: beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Very calm, I think though. we could have a good match. I think I could beat him at the yeah. Survivor Series.
1: You uh, maybe should think twice about that. I don't know if you got what it takes to kick my ass. I've actually recuperated. I've been <laughs> off. I'm ready for this yeah, well, match. If I, if I may. I'm better than I've ever been. Brett
2: obviously comes back with the fake Vince, like wondering if he's going to come back or yeah. not. Interview, remember? Yeah, we
0: <laughs> <Yeah>! did. <laughs> yeah! though he's
2: like been signed for yeah. months. <laughs> <laughs> so Brett comes back, and the build to their Survivor Series match. Now, MSG, November '96. Great show, mm-hmm. by the way, for that and, and Michaels versus Sid. Really? It really is a great Survivor Series. Yeah.
3: So it's the, been hyped for like months at the, you know, Brett's finally oh going to stick it to Austin and that's going to be it. And, and this is really just a comeback for Brett. That's this it. Is, he's really got his sights on Shawn Michaels. Right, like, Ultimate world title. Like, yeah, like he, of does, he doesn't give a shit. Austin's just someone, oh, he's just going to one, two, three, just that's it. This guy sucks. He's just a mid card or whatever.
2: And this is where Steve Austin really became Steve Austin because in the build of this feud between September and November of 96 mm-hmm. and in the aftermath, Anytime you gave Steve Austin a microphone, he was absolutely gold. Yeah. So this, this really, to me, all
3: the stuff Austin did to the build, like beating up that like cameraman and all that shit. Going like, to Pillman's house. Going to Pillman's house. Like that's was based a, on the Bret Hart. Yeah, thing, which is a side thing. Yeah. it was like, no, I gotta go finish him off. Yeah. Like it's like, like, like what? Like Pillman's <laughs> got a gun, defending himself, all because he's just like, well, I gotta fuck Bret Hart, right? Like it's like, and it's this guy, hard. and this guy, slightly showed favor towards him. Like that's all it was. That it prompted him to go beat yeah, him up at his house. It's real. He's like, a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. He's, right? He's
2: obsessed with being the best. He's obsessed right. with taking out Bret Hart. Yep. <laughs> He doesn't exactly. even care about Shawn Michaels.
3: No, that's that's <laughs> secondary. It's like, well, if I could beat Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels would be easy, yeah. right?
2: That's how he sees it. And Bret's like, he's a hyena. Yeah. That's all Bret really says about yeah. it. Hyena, Bre- always. Bre- <laughs> Bret's good in the build, though, yeah. but it's the Austin show, man. Right. It's it's Austin, you know, all this stuff, right? So by the time we hit Survivor Series 96, a star is born. I mean, that is Austin's, in my opinion. I know people say King of the Ring, but Austin as the superstar is truly his coming out party is Survivor Series 96. Even though 96. this is supposed to be Brett's comeback party. And that was great too, obviously. It was right. nice to see the Hitman again. Yeah. And, and this match, by the way, is tremendous and obviously It's obvious, very good. It's obviously yeah. uh, eclipsed in people's minds by WrestleMania 13, but when I put this on Twitter a couple weeks back, a lot of people said they prefer this one because it's a wrestling match. I don't prefer it, but... I, I mean, haven't I, seen it as much. I've seen it a couple times since I've tried to do this thing because you always say this. Yeah. Like, I've compared the two. I still think the 7 or 13 1 is better. Because there's more hi- history at that point, and yeah. it's a more intense brawl. But as far as a wrestling match, I mean, you get to see both of these guys. They go tit for tat, mm-hmm. maybe even tat for tit. I I don't know. We'll see. It's possible. Yeah. And Brett, this is the, the best part is the finish. Austin, again, with the million dollar dream, right? Which he right. hasn't used since the DiBiase days. Right. Austin clamps it on. And Brett with a callback of his own to the Roddy Piper finish, yep, WrestleMania. It's, it's exactly the Roddy Piper finish, which is kind of cool. Bret Hart is cagey by ninety six, right? Right. So he caged He can
3: kind of he, he irk out that win. That's against, what he uh, did against Steve Austin, and he's kind of he's also supposed to be like rusty yes. or whatever. Like you know oh, what I it's mean? Rusty. It yeah. Looks old. Rings. Ring, ring ring rust. He <laughs> <laughs> got, got ring rust. So. Shut up. <laughs>
2: Shut up, JR. It's wrestling. Like, stop it.
0: So, so,
2: so Brett wins. Uh-huh. Now, Austin... Flips out. Like he's not he 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 takes the loss kind of in stride, but he doesn't really. He's still like out of his fucking mind after no, it, 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 it's, just, it,
3: it's still like I just need to be the best, and this set me yeah. back, right? I gotta I gotta beat this guy. So he starts attacking the British Bulldog who's a heel. Yeah, he starts <laughs> to try to like draw Brett out into another match.
2: And then like Brett is sympathetic towards the Bulldog somewhat, Brett, but oh, my brother-in-law. But Owen's like, fuck Brett yeah, still. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Owen's still not there yet. So <laughs> so Owen and
2: Davey are having problems now yeah, all get, because of they, Austin. They get
3: involved they're swirlies and shit like Austin's doing everything he can to draw Brett out. Right.
2: So we get to the Royal Rumble right, right. where Austin and Bulldog are still having problems by the way even right. though they're both heels but the fans are cheering the Bulldog and Austin it's crazy time in 97 mm-hmm. right. It really is. So such I love fun this time. Royal
3: Rumble because it. Austin's objective, again, is just to steal Brett's thunder, right? And Brett wants to win this Royal Rumble. Because he wants a world title. He wants to go fight he fuck fuck Austin. He doesn't I, care I, anymore. I have no interest with this Austin garbage. <laughs> right. I beat, I beat that. him. Yeah, I beat him. It's I, over. I beat that hyena. Yeah, you know? exactly. But Austin... <laughs> Like a fucking <laughs> asshole. This is amazing to me. He gets thrown out of the rumble and he notices that none of the refs see it, right? Yep, yep. So he just like quickly like scurries back in, right? Yep. And refs don't notice it. And even the announcers are kind of like, whatever. Yeah. Like at the, when that first happens. And then we get to the end of the rumble and Austin's still in. Yep. And he's able to throw Brett Hart out. To win it. To win the whole thing, right?
2: And gorilla the next night. Oh, this night doesn't count. Yeah. And, and Brett's just like, you
3: screwed me. You yeah. screwed me out. You saw it. I won. <laughs> I quit.
2: So I quit. Now, Brett is right. But yeah. Everyone's like, he's whining. But he's still right. Yeah. So he kind of he kind of <laughs> uses
3: his... his 100 year contract yeah. to like, like hamstring Gorilla Monsoon into like not, you know, and, and like Gorilla's like, oh he won it but, yeah. like record books remember, yes. it's like the record books will say Stone Cold won the Rumble but there's, that doesn't matter for the title shot, right? And then Austin's
2: like, yeah he haw like a jackass yeah all that. Austin has
3: now, now has problems with Gorilla. Calls some, him son some, I'm not your son This all
2: somehow gorilla gets involved in this. It's so good. Yeah. So basically because Brett's like throwing a hissy, we have the final four, right? So Brett Austin has, has taken place at Survivor Series, taken place throughout the TV, taken place at Royal Rumble, right? Right. Now we get to final four. Yeah. Which was supposed to be for the world title shot. But Shawn Michaels lost something—his smile or his kneecap—I don't know Which what it I was. It
3: makes all I know it makes I'm it not, better. Right? <laughs> it makes it better. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's. I know it's stupid and but like it, everyone. Oh, Shawn Michaels sucks. Blah blah blah. But like
2: <laughs> the point with this, it actually made it better. It makes the final four way better. <laughs> yeah, because for the world title now, right? So Bret Hart actually is able to eliminate Austin, right? So Bret's just doing his thing, like like you said. He doesn't. Care, he's just trying to win the title.
3: Long story short, he wins this fucking
2: final four thing. Right? He wins the but final four. However,
3: Sid now for I don't even remember what reason he's like uh, I'll tell you owed a title shot I'll tell you why because right. he
2: was supposed to face Sean on Thursday Raw Thursday for the title
3: okay right so Sid is owed a title shot <laughs> I want the title too <laughs> yeah it's like well okay that's Gorilla's like well it's only fair like right like Sid was yep. cheated out of a belt shot so he gets a title he fights the winner of this shit right and
2: in this Brett one Day Rain loses the title to Sid. So now Brett's fucking pissed about everything. Now, he's like ultra like, whiny and bitter now, I right? I him. not blame him. It's like no, he, he just, keeps getting dicked around. Yeah, it's every, <laughs> he does. Every
3: time he either wins it or gets close to winning, it yeah. somebody fucks <laughs> yes. him. Like Some shit happens. And that Sid match, it wasn't clean. I will say that. It wasn't I, I clean. I don't yeah. remember the exact circumstances. Austin
2: might have gotten involved. I don't remember. Yeah. So that leads to a submission match that we're going to have scheduled for WrestleMania 13, right? Right. Bret Hart versus Steve Austin, which has finally fucking settled the ship. But before that, Bret gets one last rematch against right, Sid.
3: he's owed one because
2: he... He lost it. And you always get a rematch in right. WF if I mean, you lose the title. Title match. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's real. So on March 17th, the very famous yep. Monday Night Raw, Bret Hart is taking on Psycho Sid in a cage match, is it? Yeah, yeah it's so a cage can match. I, can I just say
3: from, from the beginning, this is the best go home to WrestleMania Raw I've ever seen,
2: ever. Like, to this day,
3: it's not a good WrestleMania, but this is a show... If you want to see how they should send you into WrestleMania, this is the show.
2: This is a tremendous show. Yeah. We're main evented by Bret versus Sid in the cage for the title. And Mm -hmm. the caveat here, obviously, Quinn, is if Bret wins the title, that means Bret versus Austin is going to be a title match. So
3: now, what's interesting about this (laughs) is Austin, who's been fucking with Bret all along, now he wants Bret to win (laughs) because he's so fucking confident that he could kick Bret's ass at WrestleMania, right? So So he'll be the champion. So he's like, well, i got to help him (laughs) so that I can win the title. Yep. So, there you go.
2: But, The Undertaker wants the title shot, too. Because The Undertaker <laughs> is guaranteed to fight Sid. Correct. Right? So, what happens here? Bret Hart loses. Bret
3: Hart flips the fuck out. Right. But this time, it's because, like, Undertaker's yeah, getting- it's because it, of Undertaker. It's because of Undertaker, but Austin tried to help, but yes. Austin wasn't able to help enough or yeah, something. Yeah, Undertaker helped more. Undertaker <laughs> helped more. And so, they're so in the greatest fucking shit in this feud possible, this is what happens. Vincent McMahon comes in and he's like Obviously you're frustrated. Yeah.
1: Whoa! Frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it. This is bullshit.
2: There it is. He says the thing that and, we love. And then Austin pops up on the Titan Tron. He's Brett. like, you're a
3: loser! Uh, yeah. I tried to help you! Yeah. you know? And then Brett's like, your stones are so cold!
2: Uh, and then Undertaker's like, fuck you. Yeah, and I'll then Sid, I don't know
3: oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> that happens. And then Sean dancing around at the top. Yeah, his and knee like, is fine. Pat Patterson gets
2: punched. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's like,
3: <laughs> that's all of ever Pat
2: Patterson! That no good
3: son of a... <laughs> and, and then Vince is going, I'm Sean! Don't hurt yourself! Like, everything, like, all this shit goes... And all this stuff Getting out of control. McMahon. Every, everything <laughs> is intertwined at this point, point. Yep. and this is why this feud is the greatest. And this is why we're describing all this because it sucks in everything. Yeah, right? it's all because
2: of Steve Austin going nuts. Yeah, and now Brett's going nuts. So we get to WrestleMania 13. Special guest referee Ken Shamrock from right, the UFC. Right, this because
3: this shit is too serious. We got to have UFC man, yep. the world's most dangerous man, according to Good Morning America, <laughs> has to make sure that this isn't. According to like, Charlie Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> authority on UFC.
2: Joan London or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She was there. Um, and they have, obviously you guys know the match. They have an all-out brawl, but a thoroughly captivating, entertaining, blood feud type of brawl. Yeah. This and- isn't just mindless punching.
3: You yeah. know what I'm saying? And even fucking Todd gets involved in that great segment at the beginning explaining that Brett's on edge. Like, in, yeah. that, in that package, he basically, like, describes things from Brett's point of view yep. and how, like... Are you going to, like, give up your scruples or something to, yeah. like, to beat Stone Cold? Another great
2: video package, yeah. Yeah,
3: it, it ex- kind of explains it perfectly. Are you going to give up your morals right, to finally get rid of Stone Cold for good, like, permanently, like, injure him or something?
2: Because all along, Brett's tried to do the right thing. Right. Win wrestling matches and mind his business. But he's
3: put in a position where he needs to
2: end Austin's career because he knows he'll never stop. Yep. That's the position Brett's in. So where we get to is this... Fantastic match where, after a long bloody brawl, Brett clamps the sharpshooter on Austin. We know the finish. You know, Austin's iconic face when he's powering out, blood pouring down. Mm hmm. Austin passes out. Brett wins by default. The announcers are quick to point out, yeah, you know, Austin didn't submit. Right. But the match is over. That's where JR, I believe, is the toughest SOB. Yeah.
3: Like, he I think said you're right. He says it. I think you're right. Yeah.
2: Now, Brett celebrates and then. In a departure from the Bret Hart that we've been used to for six years, right. maybe eight years, he beats the shit out of Austin afterwards. And he clamps on the sharpshooter again, doesn't yes, he? Yes, and he just beats the crap out of him. Ken Shamrock waistlocks him and so, gets
3: him the fuck so out yeah, of the way. So yeah, Bret could have finished off Austin for good, but then Ken Shamrock sticks right. head, which is cool because literally that's what he's there to do and usually yep. these kind of refs, they don't do diddly things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Shamrock's just like bring it on! And you <laughs> know what I love about this? Is that like, Bret's for years been hyped as this like technical wizard, but now he's met his match in an actual UFC person yeah. who can like real fight him. And he gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. And he's <laughs> just like, fuck this shit. Yep. And he like, he, he, he gets the hell out of there.
2: Yep. And the next thing I Raw, Brett officially turns heel, cuts the right. promo, blames it on the Americans. And Austin is good when in the U S and Brett is good when in Canada. That's right. how they, they do it mm-hmm. with the, and, the fans. And, and this all is the fallout is part of the, thing with this is that
3: it causes like the heart foundation yes. to reform because brett has to employ more help to yeah. fight fucking austin yep. and like all the other faces that he's pissed off in the process, like Sid <laughs> and everything like, you know what i mean like, yeah. he's pissed off so the undertaker yep. like so he needs like this
2: squad to like help him exactly yeah and by the time we get to april brett hart and austin have another match at in your house revenge of the taker april 97 austin actually wins this one by dq it's not as well remembered. It's more of a storyline arch yeah. yeah. But the next on our RAW, one of the more memorable. So Owen, Owen, by the way, is Team Brett. All the, but like we always about the big one eighty and yep, watch his knee. It's yeah. that angle. <laughs> That's my brother. Yep. Yeah. Austin beats the shit out of Bret Hart in the ring. Beats the shit out of him in the ambulance. Uh huh. How good was that too? Yep. Like that whole storytelling block that they did. And it's perfect too because Bret
3: becomes like Professor yep. X or some shit, and like he's he's kind of like commanding the Hart Foundation yep.
2: from a wheelchair. And Just like, what an asshole. And really, the end of the Bret Austin feud is Canadian Stampede. That's right. where it gets passed off to Owen. Right. Because a Canadian Stampede in July. You have the Team USA with Austin and Goldust and the Road Warriors and Shamrock taking on the Heart Foundation. Big heroes welcome for the hearts. We all know that. In the Saddle Dome, everyone's wearing hats and all that shit. Stu is there. They have to help them in the... (laughs) I'm here. Maybe Stu's drink—that'd be funny. Sky Bruce, there. Bruce all, getting yeah. too much offense in. I think even like Natty
3: somehow in the background. I think she is. Like, like, like it's every heart in the W.E. universe. Mary ever. heart. Yeah. Every, every single
2: Georgia. <laughs> yeah. They're all there. <laughs> <laughs> he was call us heart thorns. Shaltu little boy. little boy.
3: Every every single all the impressions—they're all there. Yeah.
2: All the impressions are there, Keith. Yeah. And anyway. Brett and Austin definitely have some good sequences there, but Owen's the one that winds up getting the pin, and that's what passes it on right. to Owen versus Austin, which then leads to Austin versus The Rock. But it's a tremendous feud where the matches were incredible. The mic work was incredible. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite things of wrestling. Some
3: people will say
2: that this feud kind of really kicked off the Attitude Era. Right? I, would, like, I wouldn't disagree. Even,
3: even its parts of it did. Because if you include the Pillman's got a gun
2: because of this. Oh my God, yeah. Like,
3: it's all connected. All it's, the, all,
2: it's all at the core of it is connected to Austin versus Brett. All of the grit and all yeah. of the intensity. You know, I mean, just tremendous stuff. So with that said, in, in terms of ranking, Quinn, I like Austin Rock a real lot. I do too. I think that um, in 99, it was a very good main event for mm-hmm. WrestleMania 15. Logical feud. I think their 2001 was just as close to perfect as you can get for WrestleMania 17 and the build to that besides Deborah, Right. I think the WrestleMania 19 was a nice send-off. I think that they had great chemistry together in the ring. Mm -hmm. Great on the mic, but there was something different about Brett versus Austin. There was not a feud like that. No. I think it's groundbreaking, that feud. I
3: think it did so many weird things with characters that seemed conventional at the time. Yeah. It made them, like, multi-dimensional. And my... One of my favorite parts about this feud is that it ends up like sucking in the entire main event scene no matter yep. what anybody was doing yep. they were somehow like roped into this shit even like Shawn michaels yeah. who was like not really involved in this yet because he doesn't like brett though really and but, like yeah. there's seeds of that
2: you know yeah. what i mean and <sighs> it was so
3: good that even sean's like blow up about like the belt Whatever that was able to work seamlessly, oddly into all of this, it was. Like, it was like it actually like made a character like a certain character trait out of Sean, which was yeah. weird. And then Undertaker, who was like doing nothing, he had done he was just feuding with mankind, really, right? For yeah. most of '96 and yeah. the '70s. He's like connected Vader. Vader, yeah, like all of this. It's amazing. It, okay. el-
2: it elevated it elevated the company. It made for compelling television. It elevated the status of Steve Austin. Right. It really was some. Ab- Probably Bret Hart's best work in the WWF. Seriously, it really is, this feud. is good. Yeah. So Austin Rock is great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Anything in the orbit of this feud pff, was good. And whoever that TV writer was that was doing this, you know what I mean? Uh huh. He probably had nothing to do with it, right? That, yeah, that TV, the, the TV guy. Nothing to do with it. He yeah. was terrible, bro. But yeah, I really think they just paid him to do if nothing. If you
3: if you want to see the finest hour of this feud, that raw right before WrestleMania 13, God. that's when you realize the story threads that have all been intertwined. Yeah. Like that, they come. They kind of come apart. All yeah, yeah it just all bursts it, apart it just bursts apart and it i once had to um the reason why i always have an affection for this feud is once i remember donnie asking me to use the network to put cobble together like because he wanted to see all of it let's go to wf yeah and i remember <laughs> like, having so much fun cobbling together all the clips and the thing is is that there's so many parts to this feud like yeah there's even like Farouk involvement at yeah, certain points. It is real. Yeah, like, later. It, it's really amazing how it encompasses absolutely everything that's going on yep. from like September of 96 to like the April end of, 30, even right, the
2: end of 97, yeah, really, in a lot of ways. Of 97,
3: it's, it's the ties that bind every face and heel in the World
2: Federation at the time. It was a star making performance for Steve Austin. Yeah. The whole thing. And it was, like I said, a, a resurgence and a renaissance for Bret Hart. You can't right. ask for much more. Yep. Uh, are we putting that at number one? Number one. And Austin Rock at number two? Mm-hmm. All right, it's an easy, uh, quick rank there, folks, but let's just run it down. At number one, it is Austin versus Brett. Tremendous feud. And a very good one at number two, Austin Rock. Yep. Well, really, really good. Let's Top not lie. Yep. Top notch. Let us know what you think. Which should be number one? Which should be number two? Obviously, next week we kick off the flush. But, when we come back, it's been a long time since we reviewed Monday Night Raw. Oh yeah, that show! Remember that show? We're gonna do that show. That is coming up right after this.
1: Pink tights! What the hell is that all about, this Brett? No ballet class. Sunglasses and sparklers. What a load of crap! So Brett, you're coming back to continue a legacy? Uh -uh. Stone Cold's gonna make your comeback a living hell. You can start begging for some mercy you right will now beg for you're mercy you're not gonna find it i think you're completely pathetic you're the best there is was and ever will be whatever Son, you're looking at the best Austin there is. 316 oh you know, brett the whole world knows that you quit because you lost to sean michael the pretty boy the boy toy kicked your ass back to canada you couldn't face yourself and you damn sure couldn't face you I ran away in shame, shame. Picked another time to come back, I ain't son. No sexy when the boy. bell rings and it's time to get down to business, I don't dance, I'm gonna son. take seven years of frustration and being pissed off out on your ass. Think about it like this, Brett. You can finally go home, look yourself in the mirror, and get a little peace of mind because you will know you were indeed beaten by a real man.
2: Hello, wrestling fans. It's time to shout out our friends of the show now. These are other independent podcasters that do their best each and every week to put out a unique program focusing on old wrestling, kind of like OVP. Let's start with the best of Southern Fried Wrestling. We're talking filthy. We're talking unprofessional wrestling podcast. We're talking about booking the Territory, where you will get your fix of the NWA each week. And then... For a whimsical journey led by one man, Pete Winson, check out Greetings from Allentown. It might be WWF, it might be WCW, it could be Mid-South. So check out our friends of the show. We're talking about booking the territory and greetings from Allentown. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 201. When you want to go to Monday Night Raw, yeah, okay. let's go. Well, now what is that show? No, I'm just kidding. We all. But well, we need is. we need the background. <laughs> okay,
3: fine. It is the longest running show since Bonanza or whatever <laughs> it is. I don't know. gong show. What did they say? <laughs> whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, not even gong show. <laughs> was not like a gong
2: late. show. Yeah. So <laughs> <What's laughs> that you in a gong show lately? Because I saw a documentary that the other day on day it. Me.
3: I saw a documentary on it, and yeah. it's interesting because it was like kind of like a renegade weird thing that they did. And it, and a lot it, of drugs or something. Of, there was a lot of drugs involved. Yeah. Like, the, the stuff that went on was more real than it should have been. Right. Let's put it that way. Okay. Fair, so, fair so that's play. So why, that's why it's remembered. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: but Monday Night Raw, folks, obviously, is still on the air. Yes. And some people still watch it. Mm-hmm. Started in 93. We don't need to get into the whole nitty and gritty. You guys know that. But started in January of 93. was pretty good stuff for some of 93. Some good episodes yeah. of Raw. We reviewed a good one. The May 17th
0: one. No, you know, the once, famous once one. Once they get
3: rid of that guy. It's much better <laughs> Rob Bartlett. Yeah. Yeah, we are hey, Kevin,
2: you missed the dinky! Yeah.
0: Oh, look out! Carefully, you missed the dinky! By
2: 1994, it was still okay. And by the end of 94, and then we're talking post-steroid trial, <sighs> this was <sighs> the time of an overall decline in not only the company's revenue, but their television presentation, the venues <sighs> that they had to run. It wasn't like they wanted to run dumps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They had to. <laughs> House show attendance was down everything was down. And of course, this is when I started watching and Quinn right behind me. It was so great. (laughs) uh, Oh, these were the
3: days when everything sucked so much and it just got better and better and better, but it took a while.
2: Even though... I had just started watching, so I loved everything. Even I, at nine years old when I started, realized that wow, this doesn't look anything like it did in the '80s. Well yeah. you know what I mean? It <laughs> It's like
3: shit. It looked like shit. It was <laughs> like. Here's the thing: who was Man Mountain Rock? I will put it to you this way: one of my part of my thinking was that like, oh well, at the pay per views is going to be in front of these gigantic crowds. Like I just mm. figured, even the olden days, yeah, that they were in front of dumps like all the
2: time. Wasn't a lot of gigantic crowds in 1994, 95, nope. Quinn. Not at all. Now, Raw, by this point, was taped, you know, like three at a time, mm-hmm. what they had been doing for a while. Eventually, it would return to live usually every these, single week. Usually, these New Year's ones, oh, are, are, they're from like... This is the Nobody <laughs> they're from, Cares. They're, they're from like three weeks ago. Funny you mention that. So, yeah. what we're doing is the January 2nd, 1995 Raw, and if you have the WWE Network, this is the version we're using. No, like, hidden tricks here or anything. But you don't... No, it it's Raw. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's probably not much cut out. There Um, isn't, as we see later on. But to your point, Quinn, this was taped Uh December 12th, 1994. It's not even (laughs) close to 1995. Now, this is taped in a town called Liberty, New York, which sounds regal and fancy, but it's actually a (laughs) 4,300 village in Sullivan County. (laughs) 4,300 people. Mm -hmm. You can tell that by this place. Yep, and the Catskills. So that's where we are here as we get into Raw. Now, normally... This is so bad.
3: This is so, like... But with that, why do they think this is acceptable? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> who, who said this is where we should do Raw? <laughs> this makes our company look great on national
2: television. Well, <laughs> one of the things you got to keep at least keep in mind about this era, mm-hmm. still even by 94. Now, this is a new year, so we don't know. But even throughout 94, you could be guaranteed at least a good match, like one good match usually. Whether it was sure. like Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty. You had a lot of good stuff. Bret Hart would be on it you'd normally have at least a good wrestling match if you like matches and all that stuff, but here we are, Quinn. It's WWF of Monday Night Raw. Happy New Year, January 2nd, 1995. Yep, back to our wheelhouse of total shit. Just like we like it, Quinn. Water garbage. More off to a great start here, mm-hmm. actually, is we get a cold open with Jeff Jarrett ugh. and Brody? <laughs> <Come> on,
1: <ugh. laughs> oh, yeah. Tonight is the night. It's what everybody's been waiting on.
3: Come on! <laughs> I Joe, I literally, like, wanted to turn this shit off immediately. I was I was ready. I was just like, you know what? Double J! I've never stopped a review, but this just is... Out this, of protest, this, seven this seconds Horrible!
2: In. Now, apparently the people from the CMAs, the American <sighs> Music Awards, and the Grammys are going to be here. Terrible. Just terrible. May I also stress about Jeff Jarrett? Literally no one cared. No one. I was like, like I, who is this guy? No one gave a shit. Please go away. Uh This guy, Rody, Much cooler And he has a He is He's like Ain't he great And then we get the usual Raw intro Which still has May I Note Damien Demento in it in 95. They just don't have money anymore, do they? It's just, it's over. It's just like, well, let's just use the same opening from 1993. Did they just forget- January of 93. Did they forget that Damien Demento was in it, maybe? Because you only see him for a second. I don't think anyone even looked at this. I think they,
0: just <laughs>
3: hit, I, I think they did it in post the opening, probably. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they yeah, did. It's just, hit, just clip it in there. Clip it in.
2: Uh we go to Ringside where uh Ted DiBiase's
3: music kicks mm, in. Which means a shitty corporation, and from the moment this year started, <laughs> there here they are. And then the, this the, is the a, second it starts.
2: And I'm not gonna lie, the next sentence I'm about to say is specifically why I wanted to do this episode. <laughs> Because Gorilla Monsoon, not Vince McMahon, welcomes us with Shawn Michaels. What a
0: (laughs) team. I'm Gorilla Monsoon filling in for Vince McMahon, who's a little bit under the weather, unlike you, Shawn Michaels.
1: Well, Vince McMahon awakens in the new year with the harsh, bitter reality that he's not a kid anymore what is, what is going on? I've
2: never seen a show. This might be the only one where it's Gorilla Monsoon and Shawn Michaels. So that's why I wanted to do yep. it. Uh, Shawn is wearing his full zebra outfit, hat, yep. and everything because nothing
3: says WWF 1995 like having one of your best wrestlers on commentary. <laughs> it's just like the Randy Savage. He's gone now. To we're, we, oh, can't, we, we can't waste him. So let's waste Shawn Michaels. We need why another this, wrestler. Why is this a thing? Why are they taking anytime they have someone that's good? It's like let's put him on commentary.
2: It's he's true. He actually was like the raw announcer for like two months. I don't like. Get, it's not a guest appearance because he, Randy Savage, We can't waste him. Let's go waste Shawn Michaels. Now it is a weird choice, isn't it? I just don't get it. I it's don't like know. The,
3: literally, Joe. Their best people are Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart at <laughs> yes. this point. Like it's the best people they have. It'd be
2: like having Bret on commentary. Yeah. It's analogous. It's the same thing. I uh, bet you they
3: only didn't pick Bret because one of two things. He said I'm not doing that shit, or he he's just terrible on commentary Probably. at this point. Yeah, no, sounds, I don't think
2: I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we already get a Vin Man from Sean, even though McMahon's not there. Girl warns us that we're going to have the singing debut of Jeff Jarrett later tonight. Can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, while DiBiase's music continues to blare, uh, he walks out with Bam Bam and Tatanka. A uh, thrilling... <laughs> Just exactly what God, I, I to know. see. This is the era, by the way, where they're like projecting shit onto the mat. Yep, nope, a lot of that with Ted's stupid face on a <laughs> DiBiasi buck or whatever. God, that's no. my me being nine all over again, but <sighs> not hate in a it. good way. But Horrible. Get, get a nice shot of the HVAC system here. <laughs> I just swear, a tall person could hit their head on this ceiling.
3: <laughs> How is this place acceptable? It looks like there's 500 people here. It's even smaller than Allentown, and I'm not even making that up. Like Joe.
2: It is. You know you're in bad shape when you can see the grout on the yeah. camera.
3: You're in bad shape when the people standing in the back are leaning on a wall. <laughs> on a wall. There's no other back to it. It doesn't go further back. Like, it's my high school. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I it's know. It's bad.
2: Oh, God. Uh, speaking of, Lex Luger's music fires up now, and he strolls out looking like MacGyver. Yeah, uh, this is very MacGyver-era <laughs> for him, huh? Fireworks galore as Bam Bam the I think I can fit those in this place. <laughs> Bam Bam (laughs) and Tatanka attack Luger before the bell. Reminder, Lex Tatanka feed still going somehow we can't escape this it never I, and i swear to you it didn't even cross my mind when it was like oh gorilla and sean that'll be fun you know yeah, what i mean it's like oh wait it's the <laughs> <Shit. Luger somehow laughs> yeah, i didn't even think of it from episode one it, <sighs> it comes back to haunt us 200 episodes later bulldog finally makes it out uh for his entrance in a short shorts his ponytail what's the shorts like I don't know. why couldn't he just wear the regular like underpants trunks he like, wore shorts s- sometimes it's just like no biker
3: shorts yeah. <laughs> version you wanted to, I guess. It is colder. It's the winter. Maybe that's why. Oh
2: yeah, let me make part of your thigh a little bit warmer. Is that what you're trying to say? I
3: mean, you don't get to wear too much, so any extra material maybe it helps. What about pants? I don't... you ever think of that? He's got knee pads on. A lot of his legs True. are covered. That's the Ahmed did it yeah, right because he yeah. had all the knee pads. Right, exactly. <laughs> he practically had pants on.
2: The winter. When the summer hits, it sucks, though. Yeah, that's true. It gets sweaty. Uh, Michaels makes an ASPCA reference about Bulldog. Gorilla, by the way, because it is 1995, is very high pitched as all four guys are in the ring.
0: Well, he's making up for it right now, hammering away
2: here. Clothesline sends Satanka out. Meanwhile, Bulldog takes on Bigelow Bammer with a headbutt forearm to send Bulldog down. Girl who brings up Tatanka as a druid incident. I don't even want to know what that was. Like, good lord. Don't worry. It's not good. Druids, million
3: dollar corporate. That sounds too much like fake Undertaker involvement, and I don't care. It's a carryover.
2: Yeah. Uh, It is. Luger in off the second rope, clothesline, bulldog in with one on the zone. Cover gets two. Uh, By the way, Earl Crapfest is our referee. Uh, why are you bugging him here? I don't like him. He's uh, not even. He doesn't I don't do anything like him. Here. I don't care. Uh, Sean <laughs> with a horrible line. A whole lot of clotheslines for guys that don't wear any shirts. Huh, Gorilla? <sighs> Stupid. Uh, Luger with an arm
3: bar for a while. Because why would this be good? I'm saying that I in mean, all honesty. I wonder if... Like, no irony. Just why would it be good? I wonder if Luger Tatanka made the
2: flush, man. Uh, or the I, I don't see how it wouldn't. I, it it, would have it to, is right? one of the worst. It is. Uh, Bigel with a corner whip charge. Misses close on again by Lex, but Tatanka sneaks in a boot from the apron. Dibiase Quinn has his plain black suit. Uh, is that better or worse than the windbreaker, in your opinion? Eh, it's honestly, like, inoffensive. It's to me, civil. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Does he have, like, the Tatanka
3: tie on? Is that to make him, like, in cahoots with, like... Remember how Tatanka's, like, supposed to be, like, a reservation casino Indian They now? never said that. I thought that's... I think
2: Gorilla might have been...
3: Didn't say, I, I swear somebody said that you, it's connected Gorilla somehow. might
2: have said that, like, you know, one of those shows he did with Stan Lane on Coliseum Video. Yeah,
3: because it, it's, it's, like, the weird, like... You want to make, like, Indian millionaire or something. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but that's literally their their fallback.
2: The only change they made is that Tatanka wore brown trunks instead, yeah. and he was horrible. He was wrestler. also fatter, he got fatter. Uh, God, Tatanka, he's so fat here. He looks like shit. Unmotivated, bloated. <laughs> Seriously. Like, when he stands, his belly protrudes. He's You'd, like, chief. Taking after chief. You'd think he would, like, make the most of this heel turn, freshen him up, like, try. And make him good. He didn't do Anything, Anyway, Tatanka in to continue this wonderful feud with Luger here. Crummy chop and then some punching. I think when I saw a painting hanging on the wall of this venue, this hockey rink, church basement. I don't know what it is. Where are we? Yeah. Tatanka with a body slam, couple of quick elbow drops. Gorilla yells us to commercial. Ah, we'll be back. Gorilla
3: <laughs> apologizes that they had to step away. It's okay, Gorilla. I didn't want to watch <laughs> yeah. this anyway. So. Yeah, really. This fucking feud, none <sighs> of it. I don't want to see it.
2: We're back here. Uh, body slam by Tatanka. Heads all the way up. Big chop gets two. Gorilla, again, references that he's filling in for Vince, and Sean's like, oh, Mick Mannequin. He also says HB Kid, weirdly. (laughs)
3: Like, what is that? Oh, the
2: HB Kid.
3: (laughs) Like, a lot of this, just Sean just, like, trying to think of things to say, (laughs) because why is he here? In a booth with Gorilla. They're in
2: post, Like, a lot of
3: it isn't, I can't even blame Sean for being bad. It's like, I think he's just, he doesn't, like, why am I not wrestling? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's thinking of... Crap to say.
2: He's hanging out with Gorilla. He probably likes Gorilla, right? Because didn't does. Yeah, he's probably having fun.
3: He probably likes Gorilla a lot because yeah. he's, he's been in the company since like 1987, so it's like he knows him. He knows him, right. Yeah. And Gorilla
2: probably likes Sean too. Yeah. Tatanka continues to trudge away here, just pitiful offense. Crappy chops. We see more of the air vents in the ceiling. Maybe it's a meat packing plant that we're at. I don't know where we are. Could
3: you imagine, like, Sean and Gorilla on commentary, like, because they're doing this on, like, some morning at, at Titan Stanford, or whatever. Yeah. Like, and I'm thinking, to, both saying to themselves, like, when they're not doing this, like, in between takes, just like, remember when it was good? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, remember when we, like, sold out arenas
2: and it was fun? Yeah. Like, you,
3: you know what I, like, <laughs> oh, it was good. It was nice.
2: Anyway, we get an inspirational bear hug by Tatanka here. Come on. <laughs> Horrible. Gor- Gorilla's like, Girl, I think that's stupid because Bam Bam can do it better. He's like,
3: Tatanka
0: sucks at the bear hug. Bam Bam should do it because he's fat.
3: <laughs> like, basically. <laughs> Real.
0: Not too smart a movie with this bear hug, Sean. Well, you know something? No, Tatanka's a guy that could put the bear hug
2: on. Bulldog, noted American, fires up a USA chant here as Luger breaks out, fights back with some punches as a tribute to Hercules. Can I just um,
3: say the whole, why are they saying USA chants? Tatanka's a native American. I know. I'm and just Bulldog's pointing, British. Just pointing that out. <laughs> they, they're rooting for him.
2: They should be. Yeah. Bam bam in as Luger lends a suplex on Tatanka there. Bammer with a headbutt. Luger's down. Irish. This match is too long, by the way. Irish whip. Shoulder block by Bigelow. Off the ropes in another. Bam bam off the ropes again. Nice power on by Luger. Both men down. They struggle to their corners. Tatanka's in first, but here comes the Bulldog. And he's a house of Tudor. <laughs> Study your history books. Very good, Quinn. And we're not talking about Tugboat when we say no. Tudor.
3: Shut your fucking face. Yeah, I'm still here, bitch. Episode 201 Day You'll Be Funny, Toot Toot, Ty Fool.
2: Big right hands here. To talk, Sean Sean barks stupidly with a. (laughs) What was that? Was it DMX? Again, it's
3: Sean and Gorilla just like I don't want to fucking do like where.
2: I don't blame them.
3: Both of them just like why are we? Why
2: are we here? This match isn't good. Why are we at
3: Stanford at like seven in the morning doing this (laughs) shit? Like
2: we don't want to. I don't blame them. Bulldog with a power slam, way too close to the ropes. DiBiase calmly reaches in and yanks Satanka out. Wow, he actually did something as a manager. Luger gives chase but Bam Bam cuts him off everyone brawls on the outside (laughs) Sean's funny up here six if you will all you wrestling announcers out there see Sean is aware of the canon yeah the announcer canon
3: a lot of this like I can't stress enough a lot of this is Gorilla and Sean just like farting around it's so good no they're funny they don't care they're actually funny together Uh, Earl finishes the 10 count and it's all over double count out of course it's a double count out because it's the first draw of the year it's pre-recorded it's 1994 nothing matters nothing fucking matters at
2: all no this is a time count Killer. Yep. Bunch of refs now run out, break this crap up. We're talking about Jack Doan, Timmy White, and yes, Billy Silverman, <laughs> obviously. Of course. Oh, <laughs> wait. What is with that? I don't know. <laughs> it was like he's always. If it's wrestling in general, he's <laughs> he, there. He might be there. Yeah. Uh, Dave Hebner even shows up in a suit as Gorilla throws to, in his words, the Todster Stop.
0: We'll go to the Topster and a Royal Rumble report!
2: horrible it's time for the wwf royal rumble report uh Uh, for the record i actually like when the theme and the aesthetic of the 95 rumble you do maybe because i grew up with it you know what i mean i I mean
3: i grew up with this this was one of the first ones i ever saw i know this is a big hype when i was a kid but also it's like a big deviation from most it's more about the beach yeah this is about the beach this year (laughs) but what's weird about that it's fucking january like i just think it's so odd that they like they hype, it alienates
2: like, the rest of the country, right? Yeah, everyone's like, "What?" Like <laughs>
1: uh,
3: the last thing I'm thinking of is a fucking lady on a beach, right? And like they're showing like sand and
2: and like you're right, scene, I understand. Like they took the SummerSlam graphics and just plastered <laughs> Royal Rumble. on It them. is a little odd. You're right about yeah. that. It's- Todd, by the way, has a maestro shirt on and the black vest. The vest sucks, by the way, and he's in front of a dumpy video screen, like very dump. Yeah, the one that they use for like the
3: latter era Coliseum where it's like the tight shot. Yep. You know oh. what I mean?
2: Stan Lane here, welcome to Crunch Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Crunch
3: Brunch. We're, we're in the thick of the Stan Lane era right now. Oh by the god, way. Like, yes, like all
2: the time. It's not a good thing. like him, Stan but...
3: Lane for WWF Challenge. <laughs> like like why is Challenge still on? Well, I don't know,
2: Stan Lane, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Virgil's coming out. Like yeah. no one cares anymore. Total
3: we're in the thick of it right
2: yeah. now. Todd immediately craps on the match we just saw. He's like, I don't think anyone made a resolution saying, I'd love to see a double count Well, he's right. <laughs> he is right. Even Todd's like, that shit
3: sucks. <laughs> it's like,
2: basically. Todd says he's sick of the football. Enough already. Give the rings to the 49ers. Save a lot of time. Again, he's not wrong. The 49ers killed the Chargers in that Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Wow. They did.
3: That wasn't the Packers Super Bowl, or was that next year?
2: Chargers. Okay. Anyway, Sunday the 22nd at 7 p.m. from the Sundome. Which, by the way, when you think dome, you think big. This holds like 10,000 people. Yeah, the, it's sun not- <laughs> <laughs> the sun dome's like whatever. It's, it's like a university pavilion, that's probably. Like, that's
3: like them the the dome aspect trying to make it sound like it's bigger than it is. Yeah,
2: it's, it's like 10,000. We 10, just 000. put a
3: dome-like ceiling on a regular arena, basically. Come to the
2: OVP dome. It holds 50 people. Yeah. Anyway, Todd... This would be a dome, technically. The ceiling. Yeah, kind sort of. of cable. Anyway, uh Todd says this isn't another wrestling event. Like really, we're we're poking. Mocking Ted Turner. We're, we, I guess. we're doing that. Now we're not talking about just seeing another wrestling event. Do we need to do that? They're not even on Mondays yet. <laughs> I know. They don't even have a pay per view in January. Because do if they? they
3: were on Mondays, I would have changed the channel by now. But <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a saying. Anyway, we then get a Bill Buckner reference, which is very relevant, you know, in nineteen ninety five. Yep. Anyway, Pamela Anderson, who actually is relevant, let's be honest, pretty big star from Baywatch. She's going to be the official host for the Royal Rumble. So I guess the job duties of host consist of sitting there looking bored for an hour. Well, wouldn't you be bored if you were hosting this for an hour? You know, I can't can't even argue that. I can't argue. It's so bad Um, right now. No, it's horrible. And then Todd launches, (laughs) I can't. I don't. I, I, he, <laughs> I couldn't believe this. He launches into a Garth and Garth Algar, yeah, like Garth exactly. of Wayne's World. I can't believe he did this. <laughs> it's absolutely insufferable. Does he have any original material? He <sighs> just quotes old movies. What, and was por- he,
3: what was he even referring to here? He was just like, dude, or- I, she's a babe." Oh yeah, that's it.
2: If she were president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. But Quinn, can you imagine someone just quoting other people all the time and doing oh. bad impressions? At least we're better. I can't not At least we're better than Todd. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this year, WWF Champion Diesel mm. defends against the former champ Bret Hart. Oh, and also, WWF Intercontinental Champion Razor Ramon takes on Jeff Jarrett as 1994 just takes a crap into 1995. <laughs> but that's not all. We're going to get to hear Jeff Jarrett singing tonight. Ooh. I- and then Todd gets a message in a definitely non-existent earpiece. Yeah, he's not even wearing one. just putting his finger in his ear like an idiot. And he's, was it, Carol Burnett? And he's told that everyone involved in the opener wants this match to continue. Wait, what? We're still <laughs> talking about this crap? My opener? I forgot what? about it already. Oh. Also at the Royal Rumble, Quinn, Undertaker's gonna be taken to IRS as part of their horrible feud. God. There might be druids. <laughs> I, that's exactly who I
3: think of when I think of druids. IRS. <laughs> what the? What? Like, right? Uh, I'm
2: horrible. I hate all of this. Oh, me too. Like,
3: I hate... Why is The Undertaker involved with the million dollar? What does he have to do with them? Nothing.
2: It's terrible. Uh, we get a clip from last week where IRS walked out with the Druids. This is really how they built the match, is that IRS would wander out with Druids that did nothing. Why are they associated with a tax person? I, I don't, don't know, because Ted cause DiBiase... Death and taxes,
3: is that what it? Yes. That's and, probably the best thing they could think of.
2: And Ted DiBiase knew the Druids from the fake Undertaker movie? Yeah, he had his own paid-off Druids. Corrupt what, are they, like,
3: druids. what are they from the same like druid order but he they were he was able to give them money like or something and they, they accepted it but pure druids do not right because what does money mean to dead people to be honest with you it's not like they need food or right they, they don't need to buy anything
2: to saying. You're right, though. Uh, as far as the Rumble match itself, though, Todd explains the rules, but mentions that it's every 60 seconds this year because the roster's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, like, seriously, that's why you know it is. <laughs> yeah. You know it is. And then, Todd, you think Seinfeld goes by fast? Forget about it. You think Seinfeld goes by fast? Forget about it. Was that
3: an Uncle Leo impression? I swear he like fell into an Uncle Leo I impression. I don't think that was but even... I want you to play it on the show because I swear it sounded like... That's, that's not Uncle Leo. ...what he was going for. It sounds
2: like fucking Christopher Lloyd on Taxi because he doesn't know anything past like 1987 or 93. It's just weird
3: because it doesn't sound like any of the main cast of Seinfeld. The only one
2: I could associate it with was Uncle Leo. I think it was just a bad Italian. Forget about it. Yeah, it was weird. But it wasn't a Seinfeld reference. Mm. Even weird. though he was saying Seinfeld. Yeah, he's not good sometimes. Todd's very bad at humor. Anyway, let's run down. How did he host a show in New York City in the
3: 90s and not know everything there was to know about Seinfeld? Seinfeld's like the top thing in the New York City area. I think
2: he just cut himself off from caring about stuff after a certain year. You know what I mean? (sighs) Uh, But let's run down some of the guys that are signed up for the Royal Rumble. Lex Luger, Doink, (laughs) Mr. Bob Backlund, King Hung Bundy. Dick Murdoch. I still can't believe that happened. I can't believe that's a thing. Alda Montoya. Mm-hmm. Duke of the Dumpster. Quang. This is horrible! What, the, what? Adam Baum. Uh-huh. Henry Godwin. British Bulldog. Sean Michaels. Notice they put them together. <laughs> yeah. They're
3: the only ones that matter in this whole fucking thing. They're the only ones. Mabel. Yep. Hmm. Thrilling lineup.
2: 123 Kid. <sighs> Bob Holly. Butch, Luke. (laughs) The fact that they have to list them
3: individually shows you that they
2: don't have enough. And then Todd says, depending on who's eliminated from the tag tournament, other guys are going to join. Oh, great. That's just, we need Jimmy Del Rey coming in, you know, (laughs) Stephen Dunn. And Horrible! <laughs> what was this? This is why I crap on the rumble, even though yeah. Sean. Even though it. the ending's good. Yeah, but it's like short, no yeah. one good is in it. It's a terrible rumble. It's but anyways, all just
3: like, well, we need Sean to like do good just things. Win, yeah. get it over with. Yeah. So he doesn't have to commentate Raw anymore. Winner doesn't have to commentate Raw anymore. That's when Match. he stops yeah. is after he wins.
2: <laughs> yeah. He brings in Sid and then he's done. Uh anyway, the world's largest beach party. January twenty second. Yeah, that sounds good. And holy
3: shit, this is a long recap. It's like I want to say it's like a good quarter of the entire Raw. I'm not making that up. Out of the 46 minutes or whatever it is. I checking the little bar that goes yeah, by it's like and 10 I was minutes.
2: like why did this eat up so much time? Because they have nothing. <laughs> yeah. They have nothing for this show. Todd finally throws back to ringside where the roadie is setting up a mic for Jeff Jarrett.
0: <laughs> that's flunky! <laughs> like yes, immediately. Fooling around with our audio equipment! Yeah. Well thank you very much Todd. That is the flunky there and uh what's he doing? That is not the flunky. That's the roadie oh, and he's sorry. setting up. He's getting the mic check, check, mic check. Pulling around with the much- our audio equipment.
2: Um, we're back where the roadie is now leaving. and Gorilla,
0: get that guy out of
2: here. He hates him so much. <laughs> I love grumpy Gorilla. Yep. He's so funny. It's, it's good because he's he's rightfully
3: grumpy with the crap we're watching. <laughs> yeah. It's like
2: he's been here since it was good. It's true. It's, you're right. Uh, so the dumpster's garbage truck music fires up and people almost care.
3: I love how the roadie hilariously ducks out of the way to allow <laughs> yeah. Duke the to enter. He's like fully committed to the roadie thing because that's what a roadie would do yeah, if like someone get was out like, of the way. "Yeah, it's amazing! <laughs> it's amazing!" In every single instance, he's like exactly what a roadie should be. He's Even fantastic. For like the
2: faces. Yes. No. He's <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> it's amazing. He's really good at it. Uh, Duke's opponent is Mike Bell. You might know him as the guy that Perry Saturn beat up that one time in like one. You might not. Uh, anyway, Sean says Pamela Sue Anderson. Which can I ask? What? Is this some kind of weird WWF joke? Because I've heard other WWF people say it. her name, her middle name isn't Sue. It's is Pamela this, Denise. Is this like Peggy Sue? I know there's a Pamela Sue somebody, but I, it sounds like very Vince humor. Like, ha oh, say Pamela Sue Anderson. It's really How, weird. Does Pamela anyone know? Pamela Anderson
3: going as far back as like Dynasty Soaps kind of thing? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Like, I don't think you're thinking of Pamela Anderson. Okay. What is she originally from Pamela Anderson? Like, Home Improvement? Right. Okay, I'm seriously, like, I don't. I, that might I'm have been the first her to, notable um, thing. To what's her head? The other one before?
2: Heather Locklear?
3: Yeah, Heather Locklear. She's like. I always think they're, like, the same thing. They're not. Like, one one of them was, like, on fucking Dynasty and Falcon's Crest or some shit.
2: Pamela Anderson started with just guest spots on sitcoms and then landed the home improvement thing. Right, right. She wasn't really anything before that in terms of acting. She was Mm -hmm. a model. Anyway, Gorilla tells us, don't touch that clicker. Very 70s. Clicker.
0: Don't you dare touch that clicker.
2: Promotional consideration is paid for by... WWF Raw is War. And that's it. But not the show, the video <laughs> game. The video game. Uh, cuz the show wasn't called that for two tomb- reasons. Isn't, Isn't that, that weird? <laughs> I just, I have no idea why the video game like predated it. It was pretty
3: funny actually. Did they actually like take it from that trademark that they owned? Probably. I'm not even kidding. Maybe.
2: Yeah. Uh, Back to Ringstar, where Gorilla says, The Dukester! I love him, so I couldn't
3: believe he just yelled, The Dukester! Like, uh, immediately as we, like, came back.
2: This is a weird situation, there where Gorilla doesn't, like, you know how he likes to add that to people's names, mm-hmm. for The Doinkster? Yeah. But, like, Duke Drozy is already called The Dumpster. Yeah. He doesn't need he doesn't to call need him to, The Dukester. But, could, but why not, Does he right? give a shit? No. No. Lock up Irish have backdrop by Dumpster. I gotta tell you, this guy had a good look, but his gimmick was garbage.
3: Are you fucking kidding me?
2: chinlock by duke in a face squash match that's a great choice uh sean reads ad copy for the usa network it's amazing <laughs> fucks it up
3: doesn't he doesn't he say he doesn't even want to do yes. it before he does and it girl gorilla <laughs> gives him shit He's like oh yeah then sean's like this is that shit vince makes me do or something he says it
2: gorilla like taunts him and yeah. stuff it's actually funny
1: oh the thing that mcmahon makes a big deal about every week because i have to read a couple lines here we go the future is now don't miss the premiere of tech war greg evigan and william shaggart greg who
2: Mike Bell with some punches. This gorilla says that William Shatner is going to be here next week. Very excited for Captain Kirk to be here. That'll be great. Yeah. Uh, Irish whip by Bell. Reverse by Duke. Nice power slam by the dumpster. Irish whip again. Tilt the war Power slam the trash compactor. Gets the win. Uh, at least it was quick. That was my kind of squash. No bullshit. It was fun. What what do you th- there should have been more of that on this show. Well, should have been a lot of that. What do yeah. you think? Oh, we never talk about him. So real quick. The dumpster. What do you think of him?
3: I'm like you. The look is good. It's just it's a guy. terrible gimmick. Yeah, because like, like, where do the, you go the, with it? It's, that's the problem, right? Is it can't go anywhere. You know what's funny? I always look at him and I'm like, he could have been one of the Godwins and we would have never known the difference. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. And that was, at least they could go somewhere with that because of Southern Justice and everything.
2: Yeah, Southern Justice. It's yes. real. I'm saying that it's gimmick real. had a future. He had a good look good though and it uh, wasn't bad in the ring, right? I mean, it was okay. Where did he like go after this? WCW? Uh, no, he went down to... um some indies in Florida and stuff like that he just kind of
3: was like a casualty of the dumpster gimmick he just didn't never could pick it back up
2: yeah and then I think he vaguely off the top of my head I think he might have had some legal issues uh, more recent years I don't remember oh okay Anyway. I, I
3: feel like we find that out too much. Find that out a lot, yeah.
2: yeah. Girl, unfortunately tells us that the opener from tonight is going to continue later. Uh, which I missed this,
3: so I was more oh, really? like, fucking angry when we got to the end of the show, because I was like, are you fucking
2: kidding me, Were right? they that desperate to fill time, quick? I
3: can't, why didn't they just do this when they did
2: it? Why what? did they like, need to do this weird, like, let's do it after part? Did anyone need to see more of Nobody this? cared about this. No. Anyway, we cut to a vignette now where Kama, he's riding a motorcycle in the desert, And he's really mean, you know, we see Mm -hmm. him kicking people's asses in the gym, working out. Some people say he's the baddest man to ever walk the face of the earth. Then we see him drive by a flash flood zone sign. You know, don't fuck with this guy. He'll get his pants wet. (laughs) Anyway, this could have been good if they didn't immediately put him with DiBiase. I
3: don't know how they fucked this up. He looked so dope, He looked Joe. cool, yeah. Like, he looked great, and he just gets infected <laughs> yeah. with the Million Dollar Corporation, like, immediately. It's so annoying. He has, like,
2: two matches, and
3: DBS is like, ha, 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 I bought him. It's this like, build up, he looks cool. No, it's totally like, different. The black and white of him, like, UFC fighting people. It's yeah. cool.
2: And obviously, comma, if you don't know, I, I know our fans do, but that's the godfather, yep. Charles Wright, you know, yep. Papa Shango. That's how they brought him back, and the vignettes were cool. Yeah. They really were. It's like,
3: oh, look, he's like a, like, his haircut's different enough too, because you only know him as Papa Shango. Briefly. With the face paint, like, you kind of yeah. can't tell who he is. No, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know he was Papa
2: Shango. I didn't so know. I was like,
3: who's this guy? He's unique. Like yeah. He he like he's like
2: UFC fighting or something. Like he's a real fighter. Go back to ringside where Rody is still roding. At ringside, we go to commercial. Come back where Gorilla recaps the big tag tournament right now. And that the, by the way, the titles are vacant because of the Sean and Diesel thing. Just so you right. know, that's why. It's weird that's connected to Sean, and he's on yeah. commentary <laughs> on commentary for. Three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, Bam Bam and Tatanka are in the semifinals. They're going to be taking on the new Head Shrinkers. Gorilla yells, "The Rocket King," because of course he does.
0: <laughs> As we see here, the Rocket King caught. He's the only
2: one to ever say that. Yeah, by the way, literally, the Rocket King. Uh, the Heavenly Bodies <sighs> be taking on the winner of the Smoking Guns versus Well Done. That's a lot of un. Well done looks
3: like total <laughs> shit in like that preview image. I'm just like, who are these? Like the the really
2: fat looking dude with the black brown hair yeah like, i don't know which is which because like, he look like crap it was a dumb thing to do if harvey whippleman's their manager like you know they don't matter <sighs> they have more credibility if he wasn't with them yeah i'm serious <laughs> back to terrible ring- back to ringside where it's time for king's court <laughs> gorilla with a great line it's 1995 and we still have to put up with this he's so mad it's so funny Better. 1995
0: and They're we still got to put games. up with this
3: Anyway, King, remember King? It's weird that also King is on the show, again, not on commentary. No,
0: he
2: wasn't the regular
0: just
3: yet. What is... Soon.
2: he's on commentary on other stuff at this point. On commentary on superstars, not Raw, though. Like, sometimes on Raw, but not not yet. King has his blue and white attire, brings out his guest. It's the other King, the King of Hearts, Owen Hart. Owen strolls out with his Survivor Series 94 towel. Looking all slick. I like that hair, the slick hair. The very slick hair is good. Gorilla hates him as always. Mm -hmm. Owen, (laughs) Owen and King do a royal wave.
3: Two sick individuals, That's really, says
2: Gorilla. Yep. Yeah. Owen uh, gives the fans a half-hearted... He's like, yeah, happy New Year. Kane wants to talk about Survivor Series and how Owen's performance was better than Tom Cruise or Robert De Niro. We then talk about Stu and Helen wanting to adopt Brett for losing. Or, Any time we get to talk about Stu and Helen is great to I me. Know. <laughs> Owen says the whole thing was part of his master plan for 1994. You see, he beat Brett. No big deal. He knew he would.
3: <laughs> I like that he throws that in. He says, like, I beat Brett hard at wrestling. No big deal. No, like, no big just deal. Just quickly and then I moves I on.
2: yeah. I won the king of the ring, but the greatest thing of all is when Brett lost to Bob Backlund and then the two kings laugh stupidly about this. <laughs> I got to say it's pretty funny because Owen is just good it in this glowing. period of time. He's great. Owen recaps how he tricked his mom into throwing in the towel. Gorilla loudly, I gather that's the towel. And then Sean, that's the towel. It's I gather
0: that's souvenir. the towel.
1: That's the towel.
3: And it. <laughs> this was hilarious. Sean with the whisper. This <laughs> the Sean whisper to Gorilla's yell. This was like one of their best moments together. It was so
2: improvised, too. <laughs> it's like, That's the towel. That's the towel. <laughs> <laughs> King says that Owen's got a scoop for us here. He's got a big bombshell for tonight. And Owen says, you know, his brother, Brett, was the tag champion. He was the Intercontinental Champion. King, he was? <laughs> <laughs> and Brett was the world champion. But Owen himself is also going to be the tag champion, the IC champion, and the world champion. But, unlike Brett... He won't lose it because he's a winner. And then Gorilla, all sarcastic. Yeah, you're a winner, all right. What a creep!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am a winner, and I am always going to be a winner. And I will retire with the World Wrestling Federation
0: belt. What a creep. How on earth does he expect to do that?
2: What a creep. Owen says he's going to retire as the world it's champion. an amazing fucking statement,
3: by the way. He's going to win it, and he's going to fucking leave so that he's somehow better than Brett. It's amazing. Like, it's yeah. All just because it will make him better than Brett. Because
2: he won't lose it. Brett. What a like throwaway heel line. That's yeah. really funny. Like, yeah, I'm going to retire as champion. <laughs> Gorilla, that's the scoop. And then Sean, that's the scoop. <laughs> 2K
0: that's the scoop. They have no
2: class. That's the scoop. But the call back. It's amazing. That's good. This is seriously, Quinn. I'm not kidding. The best Sean's ever been on commentary. Well, because
3: he has something to actually work with. Vince is terrible. All <laughs> yeah. Sean can say is like Vin Man and stuff. Yeah. Like there's, and Vin, Vince doesn't like
2: doesn't, go along with anything. Because Vince is too focused on putting over the show. I, He's the boss, obviously. I get it, it. It's his money, but he's too, like, in sell mode. Like, I gotta sell everything. Like, everything's
3: gotta seem good. It's like, the reason that Gorilla works so much is that he's having fun with it. Yes, even he if does not care. Even if it's bad, he's just, like, he's still, like, in full kayfabe, and so is Sean, because they're, like, both in their, like, own little
2: kayfabe world, yes. like, it works. And, like, Gorilla, by this point, in 94, 95, he, he never puts over a heel, He's just like, what a creep, what an idiot, what, what a, a loser. What a piece of shit. Like he never Awful. puts them over yeah. anymore. Yeah. He doesn't even try to sell heels as it's, threats. But it works. It's fine because it's Gorilla. Yep. Anyway, Owen guarantees that he's going to win the Royal Rumble and then he leaves. The fans like generically boo. Yeah. <laughs> they just like, whatever. Yeah, boo. Gorilla tries to stir up some shit between Sean and Owen for fun about who's going to win the Rumble. But anyway, we go to break. We come back where Gorilla and Sean are in front of a hideous green screen, by oh the way. Gosh. Awful. Sean apparently called President Jack, as Gorilla says, yeah. during the break.
3: called President Jack during the break!
2: <laughs> says that. That's what Sean would call him anyway. Yep. And confirmed, yes, Owen is going to be in the Royal Rumble. hmm Good. We need more people. He then talks about next week. <laughs> says, will the Vin Man make it? Who knows? Who cares? I agree.
3: <laughs> who, who does care? I'd rather just have Gorilla and Sean for all of 1995. That so would have been better. Fun. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so fun. Todd narrates now a bumper for next week's Raw, the second anniversary, where Razor Ramon will be defending the IC title against Owen Hart. And then Harvey Whippleman takes on Howard Finkel in a tuxedo match. With the seriousness, music. It's amazing. <laughs> I like that. It's like... It's like all ridiculous. I remember seeing that when it happened. Yeah. Because I watched this episode. To blow-off to like a three-year feud. Like a three-year feud. Brett comes back. Uh, William Shatner's on it. There's a lot of stuff going on in this. I remember this one. William Shatner, lots of stuff. I remember it, though. Uh, Back to ringside, where Jeff Jarrett enters with the roadie. (sighs) Someone we're never happy to see, literally, ever. Yep. No, Literally awful. ever. His opponent's going to be Buck Quartermain, who got a lot of play around late 94, yep. early 95. Uh, Jarrett grabs a mic, talks about how great he is. Gorilla hates this. Hates him. He hates every heel. He's like heel. us. He hates <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, though, especially. True. This guy sucks! Fuck him! I don't like him! Uh, Jack is a referee. We get a bell going on by Jarrett. Switch by Buck. Re-switch again by Jarrett. Boop by Double J and some rope choking. Meanwhile, Sean says Buck Quartermain sounds like a soap opera
3: character, and I'm
2: pretty sure the Quartermains
3: were in General Hospital and possibly crossed over into All My Children.
2: I think you're right because uh, I, think I
3: know the Sky name. is a Quartermain. That's why the connection. I believe. I'm just saying.
2: Welcome to OVP, where Sky is a Quartermain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rhodey comes over with a towel. Literally nobody cares. Like not even a boo for yep. Jeff Jarrett. Like no one cares about him. That's right. the point. No one's booing. They're just like I don't whatever. They're more entertained by the roadie outside. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even kidding. It's true. He is better. Yeah. He's legitimately better than Jeff 100% Jarrett. 100% better than Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett off the top row with a on, some stomping Irish whip, reversed by Buck, head down, nice swinging neck breaker by Jarrett. Gorilla came down right at those external occipital protuberance, and then Sean, all sarcastic, that'll take the starch out of you, like, all, like <laughs> and then Gorilla plays along, that'll give you a negative attitude, too. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. They're they're just, like, riffing on announcer tropes. Yup.
1: <laughs> it's Good. pretty funny.
0: Came right down on his external occipital
1: protuberance. That'll take the starch out of you. Boy, whatever fight you're wearing starch. Give you a negative attitude too.
2: Uh, side suplex by Jarrett. Some walking around and then gorilla all out.
0: Why is he wasting time here? Pin the youngster, grab the mic, sing your song, and get out. Why is he wasting time here? Pin the youngster, grab the mic, sing your song, and get out.
3: He hates him so much, and I love that he he throws in youngster into that. Yeah. Like he gets, he fits that in.
2: This is so funny yep. whenever we talk about like grumpy gorilla for you fans this is the arrow we're talking it's about amazing where he just has no patience for anything because it,
3: it make I feel like he's with me it's like yeah. this sucks right like gorilla
2: has no fucking right. patience for this so just like get this done with yep. Um. superplex by Jarrett oh there it is for he, real he yells it in 95 yep. figure four gets the win no one cares Rhodey brings the mic now and a, the mic stand and a guitar into the ring. Where's he going to plug that in, says Gorilla. Like, it's real, and it's not plugged in It's not ever, plugged in. Ever. Uh, we go to break and come back where Jared has what looks to be a Les Paul guitar strapped around him now. Only you would know that. <laughs> That's what it looks like, yeah. anyway. It might not be a real one. He mic checks, which <laughs> Gorilla astutely points out that the Roadie already did. Yeah. You know, hey, already did that. you piece of crap. And then Sean, I wish Mike would check whatever he's supposed to be checking. Who's Mike? Is he another roadie? (laughs) Gorilla, I hope not! Yeah, it's so good. Who's Mike? Is that another
0: roadie? I hope not. Check.
2: And then Jarek gets all fussy about the sound quality and keeps asking them to adjust the volume. Gorilla gets all impatient. Then Sean starts doing it. Check, check. Well, you stop! (laughs) I, I couldn't believe
3: Gorilla gave... Sean, a will you stop? I never thought I would have to say that in my notes. <laughs> yes. It's incredible. It's
2: really funny. Check, check. Will you stop? One roadie's up. enough. Okay, now it's time. Double J says, all right, time to debut. But first, we got to bring the lights down. And then he wants a spotlight, but there isn't one gorilla. Where's the spot? <laughs> like, oh, Matt. <laughs> it's incredible. Jared continues to futz around. We hear feedback. Sean blames Razor Ramon. and <laughs> Gorilla... Where's Kevin Dunn when you need him? Gorilla? This is ridiculous. That's Mike's not testing check. Shit. Where's
0: man Kevin Dunn when you need him? One.
1: This is not right. This is not right.
0: This is ridiculous.
2: Gorilla's incredible. It's all Here. the yelling. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: he hates everything. And I don't blame him. It's
2: bad. Uh, more feedback as Jarrett gets frustrated and leaves. And then even Gorilla agrees with Sean. He's like, yeah, maybe Razor Ramon's in office. Yeah, that was
3: weird that like Gorilla started like working that in. Right. A uh, Razor man did it!
2: <laughs> and then we throw to <laughs> Super Dave Osborne in Las Vegas. What the hell is this? What the fuck am I watching right now? Is this Johnny Ace? He sounds and looks like Johnny Ace. But it's that guy from Curb. Yes, okay, so let's just get right to the chase here. Super Dave Osborne is a character that's not really the guy's name. It's a comedian named Bob Einstein. Now, Bob Einstein, yes, was on Curb uh, as Marty Funkhauser. Bob Einstein, yes, that's his name. What? That's not his name, is it? it? Yes, it is. Really? Yes. He is actually the brother of Albert Brooks. You know Albert Brooks? Yeah. Anyway, he had this character, Super Dave Armstrong, that just appeared on- Osborne. Osborne, sorry. That just appeared on various things where they do sketch comedy, like- red Fox's show in the uh-huh. 70s letterman was he connected to larry saunders show he was not but they mentioned him he yeah. was on a living color he had his own thing called super dave he was on hollywood squares that type of shit okay would you believe it this though he was even on impact tna impact in like 09. yes it's real what yes now he has since passed away he passed away last year in 2019 Aww. but that's the character and basically the character is just so we set the stage here He's an inept stuntman. Right. That's like got a very dry way of speaking. Supposed to be like uh, Evil Knievel or something, right?
3: It, yeah, but exactly.
2: It's like a parody of Evil
1: Knievel. I bought a hotel in Las Vegas called The Rio, and that's my home base. We're told
2: he's going to be doing a big stunt every week as we throw to some fucking clip of him with a bunch of fat guys in suits and like a casino.
3: Again, they mentioned Larry Saunders, yeah. Saunders here, and the humor is similar, which is what made me think it was kind of at least right.
2: produced. Maybe it was, like, but you you know, he never I, was ever... That- you know what? Maybe people were involved with it, but yeah. he was never on Larry Sanders. Right, right. But yeah, maybe it's some of the same people involved. We have like an imitation James Gandolfini over here. He's making fun of uh, poor Super Dave. You know, canned laughter, which makes it funnier. Yeah. And then we get a clip of Super Dave crashing into a building on a hang glider. It's the weirdest shit. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Why this, is this a, I was wrong. actually
3: like, I <laughs> actually kind of laughed. I chuckled. At that little hang glider. Crashing bit. into the, yeah, it was funny. He's <laughs> like, check check out you won't notice the little part at the end yeah, and it's like I, huge it's like, it's like i
2: messed ent- up a little but you can barely tell
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, like this, it's like an entire it's one of those like the last things that's like this massive fucking entrance <laughs> yes is to like a ball.
2: all of it it's pretty funny Let's, let's be honest. It yeah. is actually funny. Anyway, <laughs> hey, we go to break. We come back where Bam Bam is already casually headbutting Lex, Lex Luger. Like, just back in progress here. What
3: in the actual fuck? So, I was very confused because, again, I missed Gorilla saying this would continue. <laughs> so, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to see this again. Like, I, I immediately anyone? got very angry. <laughs> so did I! Yeah.
2: <laughs> Why is Luger half dead already? How much of this match did we miss, by the way? I, I
3: don't care.
2: Dumb. It's so dumb. Uh vertical suplex by Bam Bam gets two just
3: Went into this, like without any Without brain. any warning. We're yeah.
2: just Oh, we're back it's already it's happening. Fuck. Tatanka's back in with a chop.
3: I don't even care anymore. Why did they do this? I don't
2: know. I don't care either. I stopped calling moves. Mm -hmm. Sean says that Luger has finally been exposed for his lack of talent. That sounds like a shoot (laughs) as we basically get another long heat segment on Luger. That's almost the same as the one that we saw. None of it matters. None of it. None of it. Uh, Gorilla says we'll be back in a short short because Gorilla.
0: (laughs) This one a long way from being over. We'll be back in a short short. We're back.
2: Enziguri by Bigelow. Tatanka in now. Blah, blah, blah. He's all fat. Yep, you know the deal. Hot tag Bulldog. Power slams for everyone. Yeah, he's a house of England again. Whatever. I wish Nitro was on because <laughs> I'd rather be
3: watching. It's
2: better than this. <laughs> Moving at 360's Bam Bam out. Tatanka fires away on Bulldog. Bigelow struggles to the apron. Bulldog tosses Tonka into him. Oh, we have a collision. Roll up on Tatanka. Gets the win for USA and UK. Wonderful. Is it over now? <laughs> Couldn't they have? Look, hear me out. Mm-hmm. That's the finish, right? horrible. Couldn't they have just done that finish in the opener? Was being on here twice, it's unacceptable.
3: I know! I, I, wait, did this wait, need to be on here twice? was this cliffhanger here? No one it. cared.
2: Anyway, DiBiase yells at Bam Bam. It's not even his fault. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. The corporation sucks ass. I know. <laughs> I hate it. I like that they're already sowing the dissension this early, though, with mm-hmm. Bam Bam. You notice that? Like, yeah. way early. He doesn't leave until April. It's true. But anyway, Luger and Bulldog stand around stupidly in the ring while the corporations are just yelling the whole time. And don't forget, next week, Quinn, finally, it's the Fink versus Harvey Whippleman tuxedo match. But anyway, Gorilla signs us off with a Happy New Year. That's it. That's it. Anyway, this is a horrible show. Uh, In terms of the wrestling, awful. Bad. But, this is why I wanted to do it. The commentary saved everything from being like a disaster, because Sean and Gorilla were so far removed from caring about anything, so they were just being silly. You know, so I like that, but man, when you look at this, Quinn, there is a reason business was down around this time. This is both a cause and a reflection.
3: Yep. It's very whatever, and it really shows the state of things in ninety-five yikes.
2: Yikes is the best way to sum it up. And again, folks, if you want to check it out, we just use the WWF. WWE at the time. Uh, We just used the uh, network version. So you can check it out. Let us know your thoughts. But we hope you enjoyed our premiere here for episode 201 season 21. Obviously, we look forward to being back with you guys next week for episode 202. We'll be reviewing something. Let us know if you have suggestions for the What Went Wrong segment. Of course, follow us on Twitter if you don't, at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email. Join the group. And if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. But until next week for episode 202, I'm Joe Morata. that's Michael Quinn, and we're getting out of here. See ya! Monday Night Raw is celebrating its second anniversary with two matches worthy of celebration. First... An intercontinental matchup. The bad guy, Razor Ramon, will ooze machismo and bruise heart as he faces the king of hearts, Owen Hart. Then, the unstoppable force. Oh, there's a real man for you. He's the movable object. Oh, my, look at that. As the massive Harvey Whippleman squares off against the intimidating Howard Finkel in a tuxedo match. All this and more next week on the second anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Will you stop you stop stop
1: stop?